so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matt alongside my critical partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And it is officially the rainy season. Yes, we said it last week, but yeah, yeah. Um, officially, officially, we are in the rainy season. And yep. yeah, that, that means that when I, when I, you know, head... To, when, when I travel to Port of Spain, you know, where I'm at right now, yeah, I have to have my jacket on. I have to be looking to the skies, you know, for rain and whatnot, right? But, yeah. hey, that's that's how it goes here, right? So, I ain't digging no horrors. I mean, it's nature, right? It's it's life. So, whatever. Uh, but in between time, you know, we have a few shows that we want to talk about. Uh, Ricardo, you will talk about the uh, third season of um, Ted Lasso, which wrapped up um, uh, about a week ago, I believe it was, yeah? And you will talk about the uh, fourth and final season of Barry. These are right. two shows that I have not even jumped on on the bandwagon as yet. Um, right. And I guess in the case with Barry, well, you know, as it's done, now I can actually see what the big deal is, right? But yeah, I've been yeah. really, really been meaning to, to check out both shows, right? Um, so yeah, you could you could kick things off. You could kick the show off with that, right? Uh, I will talk about Shooting Stars, which um, is, uh, which funny enough is about, you know, basketball. It is about, well, it is centered technically on LeBron James. I'll okay. explain what I mean by technically later on, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be talking about it on my own because you, you know, the basketball junkie that you are, didn't bother to see it. But that's okay. That's that's life forever. Yeah, so I will I will talk about shooting stars. I guess sure, you yeah. can assist me along the way, right? Because you will know a lot more about the history um, than than I do, right? Uh, we will talk about Blackberry. This was a show that I've, I've been hearing nothing but praise about since it was making the run um, during, I think it was South by Southwest, I believe it was. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's when the buzz really started to pick up with the show. And, you know, it finally made its way to um, digital. So uh, we both checked it out and we'll share our thoughts on that. And we will close things off with one of the year's most highly anticipated films, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Right. And yes, we have to get into spoilers with that one. Hell, we probably might even do yeah. a, a proper synopsis for this way because yeah. there's so, so much, much to talk to, about, man. Not too much to talk about. <laughs> too much, uh, too but much. But we'll, we'll, we'll just, you know, what we'll just say is that there are things that, all right, like for me personally, I really do need to rewatch it. I really do need to see it yeah. uh, rewatch mm-hmm. it just to, you know, because I know there's certain things that fly, you know, that flew past right. me, right? And, right. you know, like you wouldn't get off a first listen. But yeah, there yeah. are some things that, like, after I saw it, I just sort of sat down and think most about things, it. I was like, but wait now. Yeah, but... most things I, I noticed the first time around uh, that people bring up or put, put up uh, forever. It is. But whatever, we'll, we'll talk about that. But first, uh, Diablo 4 is coming out. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of hyped for this, and then I lost the hype very quickly. Because I actually saw gameplay and I was like, well, it's looking good. But then I actually see the game. And it's like, yeah, it's more the same. But it's more of the same done really well. And then I actually like, decided to finally pre-order it. And I was like, all right. I played it. I played it at the beginning just to start the game off and just to get my character off the ground. And yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's more Diablo though. It's just Diablo. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't say much or anything in any serious depth. Um, but it is very well made. Like, it, it feels incredibly intuitive. Um, like my character, the, the character I used to play a lot. About no secret, I'm a massive fan of Diablo 2. Kind of hated Diablo 3. Um, although I, I heard that got a lot better later. Uh, but but after I played the main campaign in Diablo 3, I stopped playing it. I didn't care about any of the DLC or anything like that. Um, but for Diablo 2, massive fan. Play a ton of it. Play up to getting high 
endgame characters stone or jordan if you know what that is and all that endgame shit uh but uh diablo two favorite characters the boards on amazon character but with a bow and in this yeah so i start off with my bow character who's basically a rogue and yeah it it's great like i can't, I can't be mad at it it just flowing well it's diablo mm. Okay. Yeah, so it hasn't officially launched yet. Uh, I think it's officially launching on Tuesday, but you could pre-order and get a little early download, early start something for right. people who download the uh, thing. So like, yeah, cool. That's it. Uh, nothing really to mention because I only play like about you know an hour or two at most, which is nothing in the in the grand scheme of Diablo. To be fair, you know mm. you have to play putting thousands of hours in this game, <laughs> which probably gonna. I don't. I don't know if I'll get thousands of hours, but you know, I heard the end game is not great, so I'll probably just beat it and it'll probably have the same. Effect on mail, let's have to wait for the DLC or whatever it is. Normal thing. Uh, yeah, that is about it. Oh, one noticeably terrible thing about this, and I really, really hope they fix or address this, is it's always online, but always online in the most annoying way, which is if it if you get cut off, you cut off completely from the game, which is really dumb. I really hate that. Uh, so I find myself, you know, the game ending or once I get a little slight internet hiccups, which we're getting a lot because of the goddamn rainy season. That's why I'm very aware of the rainy season right now. Uh, game is outright cut out. You don't like rubber band or pause or nothing like that. Just go on. You're out of the system. That's terrible. Uh, and they really need to make a, a better always online system type situation. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Just worth mentioning. Right. Yeah. So Ricardo, you could finally um, talk to us about, or I should say, share with the world your thoughts on um, the third season of Ted Lasso and the fourth and final sure. season of Barry. Take it away. Right, so Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, this uh, season is basically everything wraps up and the third season just comes a hilt. I'll say ahead of time, I didn't love this ending because everything was just not predictable, but like within the bingo space as what you expect. You know, it felt like it felt like um, six feet under uh, ending, kind of like that, but a lot nicer. You know, everybody goes their own separate ways and you get to see the fates of everybody. And that's basically it. It's, it's just Ted and the team um, coming, coming to uh, Hilt. He doesn't, they don't win the ending, but they come close. And that's good enough. But they win the final game to stay in. And that's a whole thing about it. And yeah, they just, they just played everybody. Uh, Coach Baird, you know, he gets married in the ending. And, uh, you know, the the, the head of the, uh, the original manager, she meets the pilot guy again from season two it's like all right good and then um you know the guy who's the midfielder the older midfielder he is the manager of the team now and that's about it and to, yeah just to, to to watch this to watch um jason sudeikis you know juxtapose as opposed to barry which is like the exact opposite and you know we'll talk i'll talk about barry's ending um this was just a feel-good ending. You know, Ted Lasso was a big hit because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of people was depressed over the pandemic and having to stay in and, and lockdowns and whatnot. And Ted Lasso was like a, a great show for a lot of people to like come in. And it was the right show for the right time in that sense. So if it, for, for, you know, to make to make the best of a, a bad situation. And the this this is what it did. It, it's just a simple ending. Um, Ted goes back home. He does the same dance that he does at the beginning. That, that same silly dance you see him, it come back full circle. It's the same dance he does from in SNL. What up with that? Um, if you remember that sketch. And yeah, that is pretty much it. Um, it's not much to talk about it. it. They played it safe with the ending. You know, everybody's arcs play forward for what they are. And yeah, it is nothing. It have nothing too much, too much to talk about in that sense. Um, 
that's about it. Uh, but yeah, to watch Jason Tugikis and well, now in, it just to juxtapose, I want to get into Barry. Uh, Barry's ending was great, <laughs> right? I love Barry's ending. So this is a little dismissive and, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it, I, it's a little bit dismissive and reductive on my part. But I, I never got into Succession for the same reason I never got into Grey's Anatomy, right? reason I never got into Grey's Anatomy because it always felt like Scrubs, but not funny. It's Scrubs with less humor and more melodrama. And I always thought Succession feels like Arrested Development, but with uh, less humor and more melodrama. And Succession's ending kind of does that. Like, again, very, very um, reductive attitude because, you know, Succession does its own thing and it's actually a really good show, but I do consider that great of a show. It's good, it's fine. The ending is good what they do with it with the sister basically busting the brother truth. That was the ending. Like, it is what I expect after the father dead and they had to sell the company. That is it. Uh, so nothing, nothing much to think. But Barry, what Barry does, I thought was really clever. Right? Very clever. So spoilers for Barry. Barry does. <laughs> right. So the ending, Henry Winkler's character uh, kind of finds out everything and kind of comes back, comes to the head that... Uh, so the thing with Barry is that Barry leans really hard on the conceit of redemption. Right? Especially with someone like Barry, who's a, a, a Iraq war vet. And, you know, they do the whole... Um, him having to come back to Regenerate. But yet, he never seemed to, like, address this or actually do the, the things. He only seen it on, on paper. And eventually, you know, the wife and the, the wife eventually works out. Yeah, he's not really improving matters. And then Henry Winkler now himself also works out. He didn't improve matters. And yeah, the ending is uh, Henry Winkler shoots Barry and kills him. <laughs> That's the ending. This was the... The, the the last piece. But what they do with it, here's what they do. So right right when they, he, he dies, it cuts. And then they do an eight-year time skip. And the wife is now like a, a high school um, like theater manager. She's running a play for the kids. And her son grew up. And then the son goes off to be with her friend for the night, to, to spend the night with, with her friend. And the friend shows him a movie. And they make a movie about Barry in the ending. And the movie is total bullshit. It's a complete melodrama. And I realized that the whole thing is this is a big middle finger to Clint, to Clint Eastwood. And what he did with American Sniper. And I was like, oh shit, that's a real dread ending though. It's a real, really, really cynical ending. But I loved it out of the tree. In my humble opinion, I like Barry's ending the most. Um, Ted Lasso's ending the second. But Ted Lasso is like pretty standard, bug standard of what I expect. Nothing special. There's a nice in and out show. And then... Uh, Succession's ending the least. Succession is not bad, eh, but I, I can't, I, it's like, yeah, this, it's fine. Like, it, it, but it didn't really do anything drama-wise to blow my mind or anything like that. It's like, yeah, it, it, character, it's good, but it's not great. I don't know. That's just me. All right. So, uh, let's talk for a bit about shooting stars. Well, at least I will attempt to, um, reason why I'm saying this is because I figured, you know, you being, you know, uh, more of the basketball junkie compared to me, uh, would have checked this show out, but you didn't, which is kind of weird, right? But anyway, um, what it's about in a nutshell, well, I should say how I, how I stumbled onto this show in the first place is, well, admittedly, I was just looking for stuff to watch, you know, last weekend, or should say this weekend, actually, time of us recording this, and I just saw this little trailer for a film that was coming out on Peacock, right? Well, that would be June the 2nd, right? Uh, called Shooting Stars. Um, the, the subject matter, you know, intrigued me because it is, on paper, it is about uh, LeBron James, right? But it's also about his three other friends. Um, that would be, you know, Drew, Joyce, the, the third. Um, who, who most likely Uncle Drew's, Uncle Drew's based on? 
Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, we have, let me get the name. All right, we have Willie McGee. Right. And we have Cian, or Cheyenne, uh, Cian, right? Cotton. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right, right, right. So it centers on these four, well, these four individuals, right? Um, and, you know, surprisingly, right, it's not actually the LeBron James show, right? As I right. thought it was going to be going in, right? And I know a lot of people will think so, right? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is actually like, you know, the, the third feature film to be about, in a sense, LeBron James, right? You know, the first one being Space Jam 2 right. and the second one being um, House Party, which came out earlier this year, right? But yeah, this is just basically like the early beginnings of LeBron, right? Like why, yeah. how he became the, the legend that he is today. And well, his three friends, right? And you see like just from a young age, um, you know, they're just always together. Um, just, just basically, well, I think it's the, um, right. So it's Drew's father, right? Um, he's a coach. Uh, he is played by, well, you know, Wood Harris of all people. It's like, right. oh shit, you're yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he you know, a coach in Rocky. He a coach while he's coaching Trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it all, makes sense. It, it, it makes uncle. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. What ours? What ours? What ours is everybody uncle now? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So as I said, you know, uh, from a from a young age, you know, they've they've just been best friends. You know, they always playing ball. If they're not playing be, um, basketball, sorry, you know, they always playing video games based on that. So like this is um scene where they just basically playing this Konami video game. Um, I I guess if you see Ricard, you will know which one it is. But the ISO is like okay, that that's from some um from some uh console from like way back when in the nineties, right? And then, well, they basically see them in the teens as they go into, well, basically the whole show centers on college basketball, right? So, right. because of Joyce... Which is interesting because, yeah. like, yeah, LeBron didn't go to college, like... Right, right, exactly, which, which is show also yeah. address, right? So, um, yeah. Drew now, because his, well, because of his height, right? Because he was, he was relatively shorter than his friends, right? Um, yeah. He is offered the opportunity to go to, I think it's um, junior varsity, right? And he doesn't want that. He he wants to be with the brethren, right? And they all want to be with uh, with with you know with each other, right? So they get um, they actually you know go over to this particular um, college. I forget the name of it right now. Um, some Irish something, right? Um, and they get to play for their team, right? But basically, this is the only way that they could play together because it was either three and it was either everybody else and Drew had to stay back, or the four of them together. But it's in a I should say predominantly white school, right? Um, and thankfully, the show doesn't really like talk about the race stuff or whatnot. They kind of glosses over it. It's just like, well, right. you know, they be ballers, right? They do their thing, right? And they're not like they're the only black people in the school anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? But yeah, essentially, the show is just about their rise, just about them, you know, just more or less holding on to their to their friendship. Yeah, while they rise among the ranks when it comes to, to, to college basketball, right? And, you know, you'll see, uh, well, I guess if you're a, a, a basketball nerd, you'll know where their, their, their stories eventually go to, right? And I'll stop here. Yeah. So, for me, right, I, I, was, I was actually, while I was watching this, I was hoping that you that you would have seen it, right? But you told me it didn't. Okay, felt it, it just didn't interest you, right? So, for me, right, I didn't know till after the fact that it was based off of um, off of LeBron's memoir of the same name, right? I didn't even know that, right? Right, um, right. I should be surprised, actually, that it, it, you know, it was novelized at some point in time, right? Because we're talking about, you know, his, his come up in the late 90s to early 2000s. Of course, somebody had to chronicle that, right? But anyway. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, for me, just not knowing anything about LeBron's come up, 
um, not knowing who Drew Joyce the third was, who Willie McGee was, who Cian Cotton was. Um, I actually found myself really enjoying this, though. It, it held my interest throughout its near two-hour right. runtime. I thought that um, directing-wise, it was it was very well handled. It's actually done by Chris Robertson, of all people, right? You know, the legendary um, video, right. um, music video um, director, right? And yeah, I, I, I thought that he yeah. did a great job with this man. Um, and it's so funny, while I was watching this too, I was also thinking about like, wow, like, like you know, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about white men can't jump and how bad that was, right? And here we have something which right. really like does the sport of basketball justice, right? Because yeah, you know what I mean? Like he, you know, like Chris it, um, just injects so much energy into um into these basketball sequences right um you know whether it's just a needle drop and by the way the needle drops in this are fantastic though if you're a fan of like late or i should say mid 90s to early 2000s hip-hop then yeah you will be enjoying these needle drops so i don't want to spoil any of them right right actually i will spoil one right um it involves shooting that's all i will say and there's a part where, like, it's it's just basically him and some other guys just playing um, street ball, right? And literally, like, a short distance away, hear gunshots. And I think one of them say, um, you, you well, you know, you 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 um, basically you studying gunshots across there. You study, yeah, they're shooting across there, but we shooting over here, right? But just the use of the song. I don't want to spoil what it is, right? But just just know it has the word shooting in it. That's all I'll say. But yeah, how they work it into that into that um, that sequence, I thought was great, right? So yeah, props for the whoever came up with the ideas for these needle drops, right? Um, the cast, I thought that they were they were solid, true and true, man. Um, Mookie Cook, he, right. he plays LeBron James, right? Uh, I think that this is probably his debut feature film appearance. Like I am not, and I'm not gonna be the guy to come and say, well, you know, he looks nothing like LeBron, and he doesn't even you know sound like him. I felt like. Voice-wise, he nailed it. I don't even know much about LeBron, eh, but I felt like right. just the, the, the tone that, that LeBron has, like his voice, he nailed that. He nailed that well. And I felt like, you know, he looked the part. He looked like, a, a, you know, a tall, langy kid who, you know, skilled at basketball, right? That's what they're going for, tall, langy kids, right? That's what it is. Yeah. No, yeah, LeBron, LeBron beef up, LeBron beef up later, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, well, yeah look at that, right? So, yeah, I'm not going to be, yeah. you know, this period to say, well, he doesn't look like him. No, that's not me, right? Um, you get my boy, Caleb McLaughlin from um, Stranger Things to play Drew Joyce. I was like, hey! And, and like, at first right. I was like, right. uh, him, boy, I don't know, you know, but nah, I thought that he was great, though, right? Um, and I like how, you know, it's always about him proving himself because, oh, people laughed at him because he's short and all that kind of stuff, right? There's actually a great moment where he just kind of goes against his, his, um, his coach's play, right? And he just doing his own thing. He just doing a set of dunks right. and whatnot, right? To the point that um, I like that there's these little stylistic moments, right? These little blink and miss it moments where, like, on the scoreboard, right? So his team is the guests, right? And, like, the guests, like, text is changed on the scoreboard to Lil Drew. Like, just little things like that, though. It'll be like, I like, all right, I like this. This is nice. This is nice, right? Um, Khalil Everidge, who's, who plays Sian, and um, Avery Wills, who plays Willie McGee. I thought that they were great as well, right? And, and what I really just love about this show here is how you just got that camaraderie between all four of them. It's not just, you know, we just here for the sake of it, right? You could tell that they have this, this deep-rooted brotherhood about them. Yeah. So, yeah, when I, so when I saw the trailer for this, I was thinking basketball. You know, speaking of Wood Harris, I was thinking above the rim. 
All right, okay. nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking something like um, but Wood Harris wasn't in this, right? There's um, the Wood. Um, no, no, he, he wasn't in the Wood. Was, um, I forgot was who was. was no, I think T Diggs was in the was, Wood. Um, T Diggs, right. I think. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking something more like that, right? It's it's, you know, memories stuff, but from a black perspective, the two thousands, and hey, that's super rare to see that for a young black perspective, the two thousands, mm-hmm. right? Or, or the late nineties, you should say, uh, to the two thousands. And like, alright, you know, I, I'll give it a. Uh, if I found time, I'd probably give it a chance, to be honest. Right, but yeah, right. yeah. Um, I will say it. It is that. It is like um, I remember. It's from a memoir, right. right? So if you look at it just structurally, how the show, how the story is told, yes, it's just you know these moments, right? You know the moment when they played this this particular match, or you know um, this guy lost, or this moment where LeBron ate you know pepperoni pizza and got sick and right. you know he had to you know impress these coaches or whatever it is these um agents and he couldn't even do it because he wasn't he wasn't 100 percent. like is these moments you know what i mean um but you know i was i was just looking up like some reviews of it um unfortunately there isn't really that much but you know some people you know kind of seen that you know well it doesn't really scratch your surface and it doesn't really tell you anything that you don't know and all that kind of stuff right so again I'm not a basketball nerd, so I don't know everything or every particular detail. But I will admit that while I was watching this, I was telling myself, all right, if somebody just knew LeBron's backstory or knew Drew or Cian or Willie's backstories, yeah, they, they'll probably know every single beat that happens, right? Or even, even like, if you, like, know how the outcomes of each game that you see in the show here, um, plays out, then, wow, like, you really know your shit, right? But, yeah, I, I think that, you know, for newbies like me, um, it tells a story pretty straightforward, right? Uh, what I will say, this as a nitpick, um, it's it's pretty standard fare. It's nothing too spectacular. Um, it doesn't do anything too extraordinary, right? Um, what, but they do one thing that, that, that really, like, warm a heart, right? I would say warm a heart, right? So, slight spoiler. At the end of the film, right, before we get to credits, right, they actually show, you know, they normally show the, the um, you know, the, the, the players and the um, people in real life, right? So, like, whether it's the, um, like, LeBron and them themselves, or I forgot to mention, we have the, the, um, the coach, um, Keith Dambra, who is played by um, Dermot Mulroney. Like, I was watching, he feels like, I know this dude, I know this dude. And when I saw the name, it's like, right, that's you, right? Yeah, um, when it comes to, like, the, the, um, the players themselves, right? With the exception of LeBron, of course, because you know the man busy, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, they actually make appearances in the show it, um, it, um, themselves. Like, they actually play, like, little bit characters in the show. I, I didn't even realize that. And I thought that was, like, so sweet, though, you know, for the director to say, you know what? We don't want to just pay homage to you guys. We want you to be in the film um, a, a, yeah. as well. It, so, it's like that. Yeah, that, that, that is, uh, again, a little too self-congratulatory. <laughs> However. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. And on the subject of that, I mean, of course LeBron wasn't in it, right? Because he's LeBron, right? Um, I, this is just me, right? Please don't crucify me for saying this. But um, uh, I, I, should, I should mention too, before I get to my point, um, they actually do, because I thought that they were going to do the whole typical okay, LeBron moved on to do this, Drew moved on to do that. No, all they just do is just the, you know, the real p- person and the actor playing them and the signature underneath. I thought that was, like, real cool, though. But, yeah, um, LeBron's signature is terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's, like, two, it's, like, three circles, basically, with a little scribble on top. I, I watch, like, wait, that's your signature, bro? What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it's weird it's weird i don't know but i just noticed like dude what kind of kind of shit is that right but anyway um but yeah you know i mentioned the acting i mentioned the direction i, I mentioned the um the the, um, the needle drops as well too 
Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, in terms of just how it's put together, I thought that it was it was very well done, though. Uh, what I would just see, just to wrap things up, though, um, it was also released by Universal as well, right? And in my mind, I was telling myself while I was watching this, this probably was intended to be released in theaters, and maybe, you know, Universal was kind of considering doing it around, you know, NBA season. But I was telling myself, you know, well, I mean, shows like Fast Sex and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse are out right now. So something like this would have been just crushed. Like, it would have crushed by the box office. It would have been yeah. largely Cause ignored. Because I think A24, yeah, because A24 had a couple of films that we are going to watch next week. But yeah, uh, I'm going to take that in this week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Same thing. So, so, it, it, so in retrospect, it kind of makes sense for it to be released on 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 Peacock, right? I should I should also mention too. There's a moment where I was like, all right, that's a little Peacock moment here, right? Where one of the characters reference um, Ric Flair, right? Where he says, um, you know, it's not it's it's not about right. being the man. You have to beat the man and do woo, right? It's like ah, I remember because Peacock, yes. you know, running WWE content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I get I get okay, right? So <laughs> that was interesting. But yeah, I, I thought for what it was, but then again, this is just me not knowing much about these characters. Yeah, this this was a this was a solid film though. Um, I don't love it, love it, love it as all that, but as a biopic and as a sports drama, it, it works, man. Um, and for me, I think the reason why I enjoy it so much is because again, it's not the LeBron James story. It could have easily been the LeBron James story, yeah. but it's not that. It's about him and you know the, his his three the three musketeers, if you will, right? And well, I, I guess I, sh I should ask you this quickly, Ricardo, before I get to written, right? Uh, are you familiar with these individuals, um, Drew and Cian and, and Willie at all? Like, do you ever, you ever heard them mention? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, right, LeBron had some old friends. Like, as I said, I, I, I only know about it because of the Uncle Drew thing. And I remember seeing an interview with Drew. It's like, oh, is that the same Uncle Drew? Is that the same reference or something like that? Because Drew, something is like, well, he's like in the 60s or late 60s now, whatever. Yeah, most likely. I thought, yeah. I thought that's... I thought that's who Uncle Drew was based on. Like that's it. I mean, I just kind of know LeBron, friends and family growing up. Growing up. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah again. Well, again, I not no big. I know LeBron fan or anything like that. Right. Like I acknowledge his greatness, however it is. But like I'm not a fan. It's like I just know he just as a kind of side factor. Mm. Okay. Why? Why yeah. access that? I'm just warning if all this, or at least what the the the, the premises is, is um general knowledge not to basketball fans, or is it just that kinda, you, you yeah, kind of had a digging deep into you know um or I should say to, for for lack of better to read the memoir to know to know all this stuff, right? That's the thing. I I, I that's what I say. That's why I had no hype going into this because nobody was talking about it or hyping it up to say, wait, boy, look, there's some big deep drop. You know, set a dirt or some tea spilling. No, it. Like, no, 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 exactly. no, it's, it's, it's yeah. not that. It doesn't tarnish LeBron exactly. at all. Um, no, yeah. no, nothing like that, you know. It's like, okay, like, take with example, the, the Jordan Doc. So, you know, the, the Last Dance had a big hype thing mm -hmm. over it. Because, like, yeah, it had plenty interesting behind the scenes stuff. But, you know, we don't really care about Jordan's early life, so it's like, whatever, move it okay, on. Okay, I, I understand, <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess at the end of the day, folks, it, it's all a matter of, of how much you want to know about LeBron and his, his, his early days and his come-up, right? But I thought that it was it was really intri intriguing, um, kind of sort of fascinating as well, too, um, and really endearing, too, you know, just, just knowing that, hey, it's, it's my brethren, you know, we, we, we grew up together on basketball, and, you know, we, we, we and in the film, you know, they go through shit, they, they go through the drama and whatnot, um, although I will admit the show doesn't go too deep into, like, the, the tension, like, they, they hinted it in the show bits of it but i felt like i got a little deeper into, into it as well too right but um 
Oh, I should mention too, last, last thing, last, um, we also have the character, well, I should almost say character, right? We have Romeo Travis. He actually shows up in the film as well too. Um, he actually becomes friends, right, well, right. reluctantly become friends with LeBron and his team, right? So yeah, I mean, for, for I, I would say like if you just want to know more about LeBron's life, I would say check it out. Um, if you're like me and you're just really like not keen on checking out the, memo- uh, the memoir, sorry, um, yeah, give this a watch, man. So for me, rating-wise, I'm going to give this uh, lighter, decent, three and a half out of five, man. It's, it's worth checking out. Um, okay, but, good. Yeah, but, it, okay, uh, yeah. but again, this I, for me personally, I just felt like this should have been released in theaters. Like, more people should be aware, about, aware of this, right? I was just Googling, just okay. looking up to see what was coming out this weekend, and I saw this. If I didn't do that search, I probably wouldn't nice. even know the show existed, right? Which is a shame. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I guess in, in you know, in terms of Peacock, they really should have promoted this film a lot more, man. Because, but I, I think the reason why they didn't right. do it too is because people, they, they probably they fear that people will go into this expecting a LeBron James only story, and that's not it. That's not what you get right. in this. And I actually admire and appreciate the show for just saying. No, it's not about him. It's about the other people as well, right? Right. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's all a matter of what you go, what you expect from this, right? If if you if you wanna find out things that you didn't know about him, yeah, watch it. Um, if you can care or you know everything you need to know about LeBron, this won't do anything for you. Um, I would say that if you're just a you know a right. basketball fan and you know or you just enjoy really well-made um, sports dramas or biopics, yeah, give this one a look, man. It won't hurt. Right. So stick with biopics for a bit now. Now we have to talk about Blackberry, which um, is a show that I didn't even know about till I, you know, till actually I saw an article on it, um, on well, basically on RogerEber.com, right? It was this um, where where it was shown during South by Southwest, right? And it got a lot of hype and a lot of praise there, right? So I was like, all right, I need to see this, right? But I wanted to go in as blind as I, as I could, you know, so I didn't even know who directed it. Um, it's really interesting who directed it as well too, right? But I'll get to that in my review. Um, I didn't even know who was starring in it, so, you know, I was shocked when I saw, hey, it's, it's Jay, you know, Baruchel, right? You know, last time I saw it was with those, um, you know, How to Train Your Dragon films. It's that guy, right? Glenn Howerton. Um, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of, or, so I should say, I haven't really seen much of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right, right, I remember right, right. that face. I remember him from that show, right? And yeah, I, I wanted to go in as blind as I could. I mean, what I'll just say, just in the preamble here, is well, BlackBerry, right? I remember how big of a deal that shit was in the two thousands. You know, yeah. it was it was always like the, the phone, or I should say, the device that it's like, oh well, look look at me and how all, you know established I am. Look at me with my yeah. BlackBerry. Look all at the, me with your all shitty worst, smartphone and your all the worst <laughs> people, Motorola's. <laughs> yeah, all the worst people I know had a BlackBerry. Or in real life, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I just always assume it was stush people who have. Oh yeah, that's, well, that's what it was. De- <laughs> it was designed for, yeah, effectively. I mean, it was effectively for like a business class, no? Uh, because it didn't do anything. Like it was good for communication, and it felt it felt very exclusive, no? As a, yeah, as a yeah. piece of tech, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember like it was. It wasn't really a big deal back then, but I think this was when this was like at the height of. How much I should care about BlackBerry? I'll never forget. Right. Like I think it was when Drake said that you know he just write all the bars in a BlackBerry and then go in the studio <laughs> and right. I just read it off. No, like when I heard, I was like, okay, really? Like, like really? Okay. All right. Well, wow. Then, wow. Uh, look this, at that. This, right. This, Revolutionary. This is this this a bit reductive and, and kind of you know over simplistic, but uh, yeah, the iPhone destroyed the BlackBerry, right? Like it yes. for whatever reason, whatever reason, the BlackBerry just never adapted to the smartphone era, and it have all kind of like actually you could find like narrative explanations as to why blackberry failed 
But the rise of BlackBerry is also equally fascinating. Like what yes. that that very interesting niche, that time period where phones wasn't the smartphone didn't exist yet, but you know, it's not a phone really, and it's just this where in between that filler niche that was an interesting kind of point. Yeah. Um that is what and when the Blackberry kinda of blew up like between what, two thousand and five and two thousand and eight? No, before that. No, no, sorry. it was before. It, like, it, well, how the show says it's it's basically from two thousand one, two thousand two to about two thousand one. Sorry, right, yeah, 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 yeah. right, right, uh, right. So uh, a big factor, a big factor was Dine Lem, like just yes. the whole, you know, right. I'll say two thousand and two or two thousand and three. That's when it like the uh, right around the Iraq War, around that time when things was like it's a weird period. And I like for me, I had a sliver. Oh, right, and I was like. My, I was like, should I get a BlackBerry? And I was thinking, why would I want to get a BlackBerry? I didn't really need it. because. But then I was in retrospect, I was like, I probably should have gotten one. Um, it would have been kind of cool. And it had its own network and thing. And again, it just, it covered its own niche. Um, again, Apple, you know, come and nuke all of that. But, you know, you get the point, right? It's, anyway, like going to the moon. So it's, it's effectively, you know, the social network, but for BlackBerry. <laughs> um, it's the origin story, uh, how it, it came to be. All the decisions that made that led up to its existence, and you know the the business in and out of that, and all the drama of uh, the creators of BlackBerry. That is effectively what we get, and it's pretty good. Uh, thought it was good, not great. You know, I, I wanted more from it, but it wasn't like, you know, you know, it, it it's it's fine. It's pretty uh, pretty good actually. Um, you said it was better than Tetris. I don't agree, but you know, uh, this is just the, the rise and fall of the, the BlackBerry uh, empire. All the decisions made, you know, the, the ins and outs, the shake, the, the, the moves and shakings of, of uh, the history of it. Um, it's pretty good for what it is. And they, they, again, they, they use some interesting um, interesting conceits of how to tell the business narrative. Because we, we get into these these movies of the business narrative movies, right? We had Air, you know, we had the, 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 um, we had the Tetris movie and whatnot, right? And these, these things interesting. It's just these haphazard n- nature um and you know the, the history of the phone itself and we get a, a, a interesting back and forth about a brilliant idea and the research that goes into this and all the science stuff that goes into this and um you know what's this guy's name um lazaridis um you know the, this the stuff that will oh it could have easily been um jumped on in the history of where this is but then the ceo decided to make this decision instead and they decide to join forces with with um bell you know the bell company well it was back then it was bell atlantic and well it's now verizon mm. and yeah it's just it's just all these the usual like hodgepodge music tickets stuff that kind of makes for interesting drama again i kind of tired of this because i just watch, watch out succession but you know it it works for it is and i, I can't be mad it, it mostly focuses on um uh what's the name basil basil yeah basil and, and lazarus ba- basil and, yeah yeah basil right and yeah, yeah, they just they just tell the story again. It's it's it very it's very social network all over again in a, in that way. But it's good. That uh, I thought it was pretty good for what it was, and and you know I I'm not sure if it got a cinema release, but it's you know the history of a technology and and somebody just exploit exploiting on it and and running it and making it work. Uh yeah. Um. Then super love this. Don't prefer this to air, but you know I, I like. I suppose it's just because of the bias I have towards the air. I suppose. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah. All right, well, here's the thing, right? Um, I still have yet to see Air. Don't worry, I will see it. I okay. will see it before right, years. Right, right, right. And I know that I'll really enjoy this, right? Yeah, but you that also said is... you like this more than Tetris. And I, I still don't find that as interesting as Tetris either. Um, oh, 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 okay. Well, yeah. well, well, you know, well, since you kind of sell them out, yes, I actually prefer this more than, than Tetris. Um, right. 
I mean, yes, while, you know, Tetris was, was really fascinating and whatnot, um, and, you know, it, it was, you know, just this diving into how, you know, this, all the crazy shenanigans um, behind the making of such a beloved game. Uh, what I loved about this film, and yes, I kind of sort of love this film here, is just the the dark business chicanery that these these nerds are using this term, you know, in in a, in a nice way, get themselves into, right? Because yeah. they just literally started as first as you know, uh, Mike and um, Carl, right? Um, just basically, well, play play by um, J J Baruchel and um, it what is it's Carrie you um you Willis, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Um, as also, I, I, I always butcher his surname. I'm sorry, guys, right? But I always do, right? Yeah, and it's just the eagerness that they had at first when they're pitching what was technically the early beginnings of Black Bear, right? And the second they hook up with Jim, right? Um, um, Balsy, right? Who is played by Glenn Howerton, right? And he have his own motivations at, um, in mind, right? And basically where it is is that he just see... He, he just want to be the CEO of something, right? Right. So he does see these guys doing this stuff and say, all right, I want to be CEO. I want to push this product. I want to actually make this into a product. I want to sell the shit out of this and make a, a shit ton of money. That That's really his, his MO in all of this, right? And it's just how far this goes where that really drew me injured, you know? Because, yeah, I mean, it could have just been, oh, look at how amazing the BlackBerry is and, ooh, look at how cool it is right. and how revolutionary it was, right? But for me, what 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 wrote me in from start to end though was just the just just the just the, the backstabbing involved though, just how right. dark everything was, right? I was saying dark in like a, a really ironic kind of way, right? It's not like gloomy or anything like that, right? But just how you have these two individuals who you know just and I, I love how they set it up early on, right? Where it's like they have no business savvy at all. They just know all the all the technical stuff. They know well, what it is they want out of it. What, but it's what, just, what is, what is how do they sell? Yeah, what is noticeable about like all of these like tech sector Silicon Valley narrative shows, right? Is that all of they 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 come up with new technology, but they more or less re, you know reinvent the wheel when it comes to business acumen. So all the old drama of like the early twentieth century, late nineteenth century of that backbiting end up coming back full circle. Quite end up selecting that psychology back all over again. Something that would have sorted itself out in the twentieth century. Mm didn't because all the actual movers and shakers when it comes to making stuff stuff happen on a technical level they don't understand the human level so they end up just reinventing the wheel and it has start over all over again and yeah so that, that's like interesting and fascinating to play out you see that especially with 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 facebook um mm-hmm. and and the, the rise of social media and the power the power that is in, involved there um especially with, with something like elon musk and these kind of people it's like oh it's the same assholes over again except you know it's tech shit that we had to worry about this time it's not oil or you know, cotton or some bullshit like that. That was the the thing, or some spices or whatever it was. Now it's just a new thing, and it does again. The pattern has repeated itself more times than you can fathom. Ah, uh, yeah, is is that? It does yeah, yeah. weird and interesting to me. Just to watch mm. these things, the same human elements play itself out again. I think my brain on 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 succession because I just watched out succession. It's like, oh, it's the same patterns you can't get away from that whatever right okay well i i still haven't seen succession right Right. believe that right so yeah it's it's just how you just see these these i don't want to call yeah let me just call them nudes right for now this all right just these these bright-eyed guys who yeah just want to change life better right yeah and then this snake just comes in out of the blue and says you know what 
I want I want Ollie to just like Ollie making something, right? I want Ollie to actually take that that dream of Ollie's, make it a reality. But I'm gonna pimp Ollie. I'm gonna make money off all the asses, Jen. And yeah. this is, I don't know, like, like it's real dark and insidious. Why? Right? He's straight up. He's straight up. Yeah, he's straight up. Season one, Joe McMillan from Halt and Catch Fire, right? <laughs> yes, boy, for real. Yes, yes, yes. yes yeah. Good point, right? Yeah. So, with all, what, what, right, so with all that being said, um, I think that Glenn Howerton is a scene stealer in this whole show. He makes yeah. the show work. He's fantastic. He is just like he is the he is the antagonist, right? Right. But at the same time, you get where he is coming from. He's a bullshit artist, though. But he is yeah. like like next level dread. But the man knows his shit in and out, and I love how he just plays that character. Yes, he he does the whole typical, all right, like li- literally every minute or so, I'm just going to drop an F-bomb because I'm just so hyped up and I'm just so, girl, you're not doing your work and all that kind of stuff. But it fits with the character very well, right? Also love how with Mike and um, and, and Carl now, right? How they just like, you know, like ever so often they will, they, will, they will play Doom. Like, you know, they're just killing time now. They're playing Doom. They'll have movie nights. They'll run like, you know, old school film from the 80s and whatnot. By the way, um, Carl's, t-shirt game though like this man literally rocking like movie posters right. on shirts like literally every time you see him just the mere fact that he rocking this this bandana like he's still out in the 80s is still funny to right. me though that, that that was hilarious right um but you really see the the character change in terms of mike because at first he really like you know indecisive he just like i don't know i don't know if we should hook up with jim and all that kind of stuff they set up some early on where he has this distrust with Chinese made products. Yeah. And at first I was asking myself, wait a minute, this is some kind of xenophobia shit that they, they kind of, um, they're going to bring up. It's actually no, um, at least I don't think it is, but it's it's essentially, he just finds that their products to be, you know, cheaply made and, you know, inferior to American stuff. Yeah, no, at, the, at the time that was correct. I mean, at the okay. time, I mean, China, China, China pick up now, uh, but at the time, yeah, they used to cut the corners. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just, and this is like running team of, him just hearing this this white noise every time he's near modem and you know it gets right. even worse now you know when the when the blackberry phones become a reality right but yeah i mean he is just trying to hold things together because he's just thinking about how this product is going to change the world right of course jim don't really see it that way it's just all about how much money you know the company is going to make right but then later on he realizes not really about the company it's really about him doing this how you know he, he just basically make this backdoor deal dread for something totally different i love how they set that up from early on to it and then when you see it, like him trying to play it all like jeez but you real desperate dread and that's where it ends um even though i wasn't completely wowed by the ending itself i was just like the closing sequence um i just love how it just centers on this particular character's you know, kind of, kind of like a like a perfectionism kind of aspect about it. About right. it. that, that's what I really love about that that particular moment. It's really dark and re- really sadistic, but it totally works, right? Um, I should mention too, just uh, just few things for you. Um, the director Matt Johnson, right? So I'm not familiar with his work at all, but he is a Canadian actor and filmmaker, right? But um, his style is that sort of um, sort of pseudo mockumentary kind of style that he applies right. in this show. Yeah. At first, I was like, I'm not really feeling the style, I'm not really working, because he's kind of doing, um, all right, like if you're familiar with sitcoms like, say, um, like The Office and, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's that same kind of style where, you know, yeah. the camp, it, it's that handheld kind of thing, shaky you know, cam, zoom in yeah, on the yeah, character, yeah. that kind of shaky cam Again, stuff, right? succession. 
Okay, so oh, oh Succession does that too. Okay, I, do that too, I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that, right? But even though, but you know, speaking of, of of the Office, if you remember the intro, you know the, um, that that style uh, that uh, I forget what you call it is that sort of um, VHS kind of style, the visual, this how it looks, that aesthetic. Yeah, you see that in in some um, cut scenes in the film as well too. Um, but all of the scene in in general, uh, at first I was a little iffy about it. But I think that it works like in the first part where you know you see the rise or I should say the early beginnings of Blackberry. But if you notice in the two thousands when they actually become established, that's when it starts to look a little a little bit more formal, it looks a little bit more, you know, normal, like what you would just see right. in a typical feature film, right? But I like the the kind of um, you know, um, the contrast now, you know what I mean, from the early on where it's like we don't know what we're about, we don't know, we just kinda trying to think. And now it's like, all right, we're fully established, but we still don't really know where we're going. And I like how, you know, aesthetically the visuals kind of complement that that um, that team, right? Yeah. Um, acting, great, 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 great across the board, boy. Um, Jay is great as 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 Mike. I like how sheepish she is, you know, just like I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, right? And there's a few moments when the man flips out, and it makes total sense. Cause yeah, like just. The, the bigger the, the, the company grows, boy, the more pressure they feel. And you really see it in Micah. Carl, however, trying to just be all cool about it, boy. But right. you see how that plays out, though. And it, it, it's, it's very social network-y, but it, it works, right? Um, Jim, though, in particular, though, is great. Because you're just thinking, all right, he just seen potential. You're just thinking, all right, this man have, you know, their, their best interests at heart, though. But it's like, actually... Yes and no, right? You know, and I love how um you know Glenn again play um, play that as well, right? And yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's just such a fascinating story and just how it was told in you know, it, it's just how it was put together though that really, really wowed me. I didn't know it was that deep, I didn't know it was shit was that grimy, you know. And that's and I think at the end of the day, just before I get to rate it, that's why I ended up enjoying this film so much though. I didn't think that shit was that grimy though, like you're thinking all right, is yeah. this something that's gonna change you? Well, like, is us, is you know, is it because it's a smartphone? Like, what's going on here? But you didn't know that it was like, no, like, if you don't do this, thread, like, you know, it's people being hired out of other companies to work there. It's all about this whole perfectionism stuff, it's all about the race to, to, to have the best uh, product. And I'll just close with this though, like, this is the moment where the iPhone was dropped, like, literally dropped into the story, and um. And so you know the you know the famous video with 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 um with Steve Jobs you know promoting the iPhone right. and what it's about though yeah just the reaction shots from Mike and Jim though are right. priceless I love 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 that this is like shit yeah <laughs> and just this desperation to try to catch up with them though but I feel it for Mike though like like well Mike I mean really I find there, I, I find like, I find if they, if they stop, took stop. yeah to me they had more than enough opportunity to. We, again, we could get into the extra stuff that in the movie. Because I'm familiar, largely familiar with this narrative, but mostly the fall of Blackberry. Um, and to me, they, they could have easily, like, they could have they had more enough opportunity to, say, work with Samsung, for example, uh, or work with Sony and get phones out, you know, and it would have been a Blackberry phone, effectively. But they didn't right. do it. And they, they had a chance. And by the time they did a, a Blackberry smartphone, it was way too late. Mm. Way too late. Way, way yeah, too late. Market share and the market don't leave them behind. Yeah, and, and you really see just you, you, you can really tell that they feel outdated though, just in the moment they see that that video dread and just onwards into the film, right? So yeah, at the end of the day, I, I, I kinda love this film though. I did not expect that this story was so 
was so it it, it just wrote me in just just from the right. jump man and just how the perform the performances uh the needle drops um you know just the way how it's, it was shot and filmed and all that kind of stuff yeah it, it just worked for me man um and i am not going to go into any debate as to whether it's better than air or better than tetris right i would just say it is one of you know just these these fascinating and just yeah generally great films that are centered on products right we're supposed to get one on cheetos and i like <laughs> why 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 well for you could right? stop but this no, is I'm, I'm getting annoyed best... by this i'm getting really annoyed by this whole corporate history stuff like okay some of this stuff interesting some make sense to do and then you could have a general kind of weird cross-branding thing like you do with lego or barbie or something like that but blackberry mm. makes sense like it's one of those products that make perfect sense to, to do as a product like okay i can see you and yeah. it, it, once i mean to me is you writing once you make it once you write it smart it's, it's not a big problem so whatever yeah and i and i thought that you know yeah the writing for this was 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 smart and it was sharp just from start to end and i would say just just very witty though like there's some very sharp witty dialogue as well too uh very crass yes but it, it fits within this world of, of blackberry right so again i'm not going to debate whether it's better than air or better than um than Tetris, right? If you enjoy both, you enjoy both. For me, I just prefer this one over Tetris because, I mean, just simply put, Tetris is, is in the 80s and it was just about that sort of 80s worship and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, all that, you know, just, just sort of telling this 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 um, Cold War-esque kind of story, but with, with, with an 80s lens, basically, while right. this was just, all right, it's Silicon Valley kind of shit. And it's just basically just these white-color guys who just want to make something cool but they just get roped in into the corporate nature things and they just don't know what to do, boy. Just there's something about that just, just hit me in a way I didn't expect, man. So yeah, I right. enjoy this man. Uh, but I will for sure check out air and I have a feeling I'll enjoy air more than this one. But again, you know, this is just one of you know three uh really, really solid films about, you know, um products, right? Uh, but I will say but you know, if, if I were to rank this, I would I would kinda have this above, you know, Tetris. That's just my personal take, right? But that's not to say that um you know it's it's better you know it's it's greater than than tetris just my opinion right so yeah for me rate wise strong four to five man i i really really enjoy this shit man i did not ex- expect to enjoy it as much as i did um but i will say that's inclusive don't let the visual style of it throw you off right like no it's not in the traditional sense of, the way of, of you know it's, it's not done in that way um but i think that just this style fits with the story that is being told here i think that it works and you know it, it's just bolstered even more by the acting and the and, and the writing as well too which are just strong from from top to bottom man um so yeah i i absolutely enjoy this film um don't sleep on this one this yeah. is definitely going to be on my best off for sure man this and air when i do see it um and yeah i i, I wholeheartedly recommend checking it out man give it a look give it a look uh, yeah. Ricardo, I think you were supposed to mention um, this YouTuber who who showed up in your film. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, ProZD. Well, that's, that's why I saw it. That's the main reason I was, I, I, I was aware of it. That, right. I wasn't into it because of, you know, Blackberry. I was like, oh, yeah, ProZD in a movie. What movie in it? Oh, shit, in Blackberry. Great. And I went to see it because of him. He, he makes a couple of little, little moments in it. Like, okay, look him there. Great. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah, a question. Like, like the dry humor that he does in this film, right? I should mention, too, it's dry humor, but it's great right. dry humor. Um, that that's his that's his general style, right? Kinda, kinda. He okay. does do like a, a sketch kind of thing. Just watch a couple of sketches, short, fast stuff. You'll you'll enjoy it. Because he's a, he's mostly a voice actor. That's why I know him for now. But to to see here a, a actual on screen role, I think uh, I think somebody just Corey Coleman had an interview with him the other day. Uh, you can probably look that up too. Um, 
So is that whoever. But yeah, our rating. Oh, um, I saw that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's him, right, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in my head, I was thinking that he was some video game developer or something. Because no, I, I think they mentioned him alongside a game. I can't remember. Or no, he did the voice for a character. Yeah, he's a big voice right. actor. Yeah, he's a known right. voice actor. He's doing a bunch of like st- a bunch of stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, written. Yeah, I, I like this. I can't say in good. I can't good conscience say I enjoy this as much as uh, Tetris or Air. Um, but it's still solid. I, I think it, let's admit it. I'll admit it because of the product. You're, you're biased towards. Tetris, uh, no Tetris, and then well, airs because it's Jordan. Uh, but this is like, all right, it's, it's an interesting conceit on its own right. I kind of compare this to Social Network, which was quite good, um, but I didn't love it because it's like, yeah, not really into Facebook, or but I get yeah. the the power of it, like I, I get mm. its influence and what you know how it shaped the world and and so on and so forth. So yeah, right. Yeah, well, well, yeah. well, Social Network is a show that I grew to love. I didn't love it when it came right. out in 2010, but right. over the years I do, and now I have it as one of my favorites of. Uh, the past decade, but I do. Right, yeah, right. Um, comp- it's a it's a great comparison. Sorry, but yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a some some out of ten, but but some some point something closer to eight to be honest. Um, it's good, it's actually quite good, all all things considered. But I just again because of the bias, I suppose. Uh, that's that's all. Um, I wasn't into it as much, but I said, God, that's not into BlackBerry. It's like okay, it's a BlackBerry. It's, they make BlackBerry, and again from a business academic business school standpoint it's interesting but like as an entertaining product it's it's fine but i was like super into it um as it is but yeah it's still pretty good and last but certainly not least let's head across the spider-verse yes right. we will talk about spider-man across the spider-verse right so if you right, don't mind so i just want to do uh love him do the preamble yeah no love him or hate him aria aria paycheck boy oh my gosh oh boy <laughs> Yeah, boy. It, it, yeah. It, it, it took him out. It took him a while. It took him years, like from like, the 2000s. Regardless, but... regardless how you feel about him, again, he's a person who's making a lot of great calls in terms of managing the franchise, right? I don't think he, from a creative standpoint, all that great. But I, I like to compare compare him to like he's the how to how to describe Avi Arad. Avi Arad is kind of like the the Rick Berman of 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 star of Spider Man. What Rick Berman is to Star Trek, he is to Spider Man. A bunch of like terrible ideas when it comes to the actual creative stuff but on a production level and making sure you have spider-man exists and everybody talking about spider-man as a character and a property yeah you're really good you know the shit now i don't know uh because yeah even venom which was crap still make a ton of money like you know exactly what to do to make venom successful you know so ever that's right yeah. yeah right so into the spider-verse right which came out in december 2018 i right. i forgot about that until i you know um rediscovered, if you will, my, our 2018 review of it for right. BS Beats and Bailey, right? right. Um, and yeah, it, it was fun actually doing that because it was like leading up to Christmas and whatnot, right? But yeah, um, Into the Spider-Verse was... It, well, I, 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 just just to get out, get this out of the way, obviously, in terms of animation, though, this is magnificent. Um, the first one it is, um, that is, right? Um just the incorporation of various animation styles into one film. It is literally a fever dream, though. And, you know, like, like I, of course, I, I recapped it in preparation for this. And I will say, just seeing this early on, you have to. You have to watch over the first film or at least be familiar with the film enough because, yeah, this, this one here is not going to hold your hand and tell you everything, right? It will remind you of certain things, right? Uh, which may make me make or break your your enjoyment of the film. I I didn't think I didn't think it was a, a, a issue at all because I know that there will be people just jumping in and not remembering anything that happened over the past five years when the last film dropped, right? But anyway, 
but just from an animation standpoint, though, um, it's this is something that um, that that film is something that's going to be looked at like yeah. twenty years from now, and it's going to be it's going to be regarded as one of the greatest animated films of all time, right? In my yeah. opinion, um, just the sheer imagination that went into it, and just that decision going back to what you said with Avi Arad to say, yeah, it's not just I want to have a show about Spider Man and with spider-man and all that kind of stuff now nah, i just want to stretch the boundaries of, of what we could accept in an animated feature film dread you know what i mean and that's what that's what that film did we're gonna throw various styles at you and it's gonna make sense yeah um even back in my in my 2018 review i said you know people will get high to that shit and yeah look at it again yep and this one is no different. Yeah, this is kind of designed to get high too. But at the same time, you could just look at it just as a technical marvel. Like, that, that's the best way I could describe it, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that, like, you kind of forget, but it's so amazing as well too. Yeah, it won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film. And yep. I remember I was so happy um, when, when that happened, right? I was so overjoyed with that, right? So, yeah, um, here we are now, um, five years later. But what I'll just say, that's just this last part I'll mention too, right? And I'll bring this up in my spoiler section, right? The first trailer that we got, right? I, I'm not even going to call it a tease. It was a trailer, right? That we got um, late last... Sorry, not late last year, but like early last year. I will never forget, right? Um, in terms of, you know, just letting us know that, yes, there's another, you know, Spider-Verse movie coming out. It said, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Right. I said, this, I said to myself, well, which, wait, which I forgot, okay. which I forgot about watching this, sir. Yeah, I, like, too. I, I forgot about because, like, wait, when are you going to resolve this? Is he ending? No, and like, all oh, right, yeah. you're not part one, right, 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 right. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. So when, but you know, but you know, um, the, well, the pandemic. Well, sorry, the pandemic was going on, right? But you know, we were just like, all right, okay, not coming out this year as in last year, but okay, I guess we wait till next year, okay. So when you know, decided to promote the film even more, um. I just saw across the Spider Verse, just alone. No, no, no part one in there that are like, huh, interesting. But I'll stop there because I'll talk about that in my, well, while I get to my my review, right? So, um, before we get to Ricardo, um, I should mention too that we have a special guest here. Uh, this would be Shabaka Budu. So you can let the world know what's up. Hey, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hope yeah. you have catch the um, movie as 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 it has come out, and I did, and I loved it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, well, we spoke off air um, after we did our collab for Hip Hop Sub Ten. Yeah, uh, I, I, I wanted you to come through because I know that you were really excited to to see this film, right? So, yeah, that's what that's why you're here, basically, right? Yeah. Um, Very but you know, exciting. as we as we normally do here, you know, it's just uh, you know, just us kind of, um, you know, just sort of preparing ourselves for the review itself, right? So, uh, if you just want to share just a quick run, well, sorry, not run through the show itself, but just your quick history with um, Into the Spider-Verse, and that's how it has, or I should say, how did it impact you? Uh, the first one? Um, yeah. Well, I think when I heard the, that making an animated one fit from Miles Morales, I was excited. Um, when I saw the trailer, I got more excited. When the song came out, I got more excited. So it just grew out early, each and every step it did. I remember Kenma my ex-girlfriend at that time. So she didn't even know that it was, um, he was Latino at first. So we sat in cinema and then she heard him speaking and then she was like, oh, he's Latino as well. I was like, yep. And he's black too. I was like, yep. I was like, interesting. So this kind of like 
I think it, it is it captures certain interests along for certain aspects for everyone. The animation known as um is a Latino, um he's black. So those who did not wasn't aware of um the story of Miles Morales, I think it would have garnered some more interest in it. And I was just blown away by that first movie. I mean, it deserved the um nomination on the award. Um, I just couldn't wait to see the second one. So yeah, I mean, and I just keep reminding everyone this is one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. And I think that that goes from people's um review of it. And when they ask them of which is the best Spider-Man, they'll put that either number two or number one. And I think for me, number Spider-Man two, Sam Raimi was still edging it a little bit. Yeah, I guess it's because of the live, yeah, um, live story. I think that was probably had the edge of it. Well, that too, know. and just the stunning visual effects, though, like just what the how they how they made how they made um Doc Ock like his his um. You know, tentacles that come to life basically. You know, it's those things that the arms basically. Sorry, yeah, that was that was amazing back then. Yeah, yeah. and it still hold up to it. Shocking, it still holds up. Yes, yeah. it does. So yeah, um, I I was just blown away leading to the second, but the music, um, the Swally, the yeah, and, and, and um, Swally, Swally, and and Post Malone Sunflower. Um, yeah. which is still a bop. It's still a it's bop. Still, it's still a bop. It's, it's still rocks. I remember when I I went to Cuba. And um, I played that song for someone who wasn't wasn't familiar with um with the soundtrack, but I figured he would have um Spider-Man would have catch his attention. So where I was staying, there was a, a little boy, and um I just put on a video for him, and he just watched it, and he was just amazed at what he was seeing, you know, because he wasn't gonna get access to to that story, you know, to Miles Morales really, especially that certain parts of Cuba, and he was just amazed at what he was seeing. And I think, yeah, I hope he, I don't know, I hope he gets to see the second one. So, yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, Ricardo, before we get to you, right, um, just, just have to let you all know that we're going to have a spoiler section here. Complete so spoilers. this is Yes, yeah, complete spoilers. We're going off the reels here, right? Yeah. So this section here, well, you know, once Ricardo does the um, synopsis, I have to put this in quotes here because, yeah, we have to try to be, you have to try to, you know, um, Say, state what the story is about without giving out too much, but there's so much that's in the story, so it's kind of hard. So I'm curious to see how you're going to do this, Ricardo. Um, but yeah, after that, you know, we'll do the spoiler-free section, then the spoiler section, right? But yeah, Ricardo, before you jump in, you could just, um, you know, you could just talk about Into the right. Spider-Verse. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that so, movie so cool you know, Spider-Man was an interesting space around this time, right? Because he had his outright premiere in the MCU, coming in. So it's like, alright, we have a new live action Spider-Man. This was in, what, 2000? When when Civil War came out? 2016? Uh, um, same year as, as BVS, so 2016. 2016, right. And then... Or 2017. I, I don't want those two years. And then Homecoming came out, and that was, what, the next year? And when Homecoming was? 2017, I think? Yes, yes. Right, right. right. So again, again, dates confused. So yeah, Homecoming right. was 2017. Right. And well, 2018 will be like Infinity War. So it was so on super so weird. So, like, when you heard, oh, they're making another Spider Man movie, but it's based on Miles? What's going on here exactly? Not sure. And they end up, uh, you know, putting out, you know, something like just, just shocking. When, when I saw the, the, the early run through of what they're doing, I was like, all right, shit, they're doing it. And then I heard who writing it, you know, Lord and Miller. I'm like, all right, you know, let we go. 
you know, are pretty hyped for all of this. And I was on record of not liking the first Spider-Verse as much as other people do. I liked it a lot, right? But I didn't love it, right? I, I, I wanted to love it. And I gave more reasons why. I think it's something along the lines that I, I felt it had too many Spider-People. And I felt they shouldn't have done the multiverse thing in that film. But if you're doing the multiverse thing, they should have dialed it back and only have Peter B. and Gwen. But to mm-hmm. me, having six Spider-People kind of, not only kind of distracted from Miles' arc, but it also made the situation less tense. Like, you have six, six Spider-People, the problem licked. But if it was just three Spider-People versus the whole Sinister Six, that'd make things a little more iffy and, and you know, troublesome and, and hard for them. But, yeah, so I, I remember not loving it. You know, I thought Miles didn't have that strong of an arc, again, because all of that I felt distracted from the arc, but it was still good. And I know, I have people who I know who I generally agree with, who agree with me on that point. But the trade-off of having Peter Parker and you know, uh, what do you call him, Spider-Man Noir, and it was, it was, um, Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir, all of that was lovely, and people tried to trade off as more than with it, so it was not a big problem, and it's not like, it's not like Miles didn't have an arc at all or anything like that, he still had a solid story for what it was, um, but for all the problems and all the complaints uh, I had for it, no, I still love the movie, it's still excellent, um, Shemik Moore is an excellent, um, excellent voice actor, he comes together, what did, what did do with, with, uh, Jake Johnson, uh, and, and the idea of Peter B is excellent. Like him being the one to coach coach uh Miles because he's the one who made all the mistakes, right? You know, he's a person he's a real teacher, right? You know, the the, the, the person who as a failure is the best teacher, right? And they make that conceit work and the context of that and why it why it work for what it is. And then the animation. Absolutely love the animation, you know, that that just work and they have the clashing styles and how that comes together. But I still wanted a, a very more specific Miles story. I felt it didn't have that enough Ganky in it. I felt it should have been two versions of Gwen because it's not clear what happened to this universe Gwen. Like that was all kind of confusing to me. Um, all right, so so I'm 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 gonna stop it there. I'm gonna stop it there. Sorry for for doing this, Ricardo. Right. So in recapping this, I actually realized, but it's kind of weird. But with Gwen, it's actually the same Gwen. So I know. What happened is that well, Gwen ended up in I know. Know, Miles' time, and exactly. somehow, somehow, ended exactly. up in the same school. But was weird to so, me. So, where, so that's what I say. Where, where is the? Where, it was never clear where the sixteen turn Gwen went to. Like where she. Where oh she, right. She, right? Duh, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Or, no, like or if there was one at all, which exactly. is kind of weird. But so stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But they, they told a they told a decent story. Kingpin, I like that version of Kingpin. I forget which Daredevil comic that was, but it is a is a famous Daredevil comic with that specific look of Kingpin. I remember people mm-hmm. complaining about it. It's like, no, no, I know where that reference is and it looked great. And he had a great story. And so I, I didn't I, I didn't super love this. And so to get into this film now, this film kinda addresses my big problem I had with the last film. Because it, it kinda retroactively fixes that for what they do with this film. And they do this really clever like metatextually dissolving kind of thing of the narrative um with the main conflict and this this new movie now builds on a conceit and it it does a really really interesting central conflict and we could get into the bad first i try not to say anything or say not until the spoilers but the, i'll say the bad is that a lot of these conceits we should be aware of now because of what they're trying to do and what the central conflict is because it's presumed it's presumed that you know there's no mcu in miles's will uh so he doesn't know what you know into the spider versus uh it, it, it well i should say he doesn't know what um homecoming or sorry we no way home is and so that has a similar conceit kind of and the, the idea of basically destiny and accepting fate and what to do with the context of of characters in terms of race or whatever it is um 
you know, all of that. And then what, what they're trying to do with Gwen and what her arc is and whatnot. But just to, just as a, a workable review as it is, um, talk about every frame of painting, eh? My gosh, this movie is beautiful. I know, right? Especially, like, they, they just do so many art references and conceit so well. Um, everything involving Gwen and her dad is brilliant. Like, it's just these great watercolors. And I, I just watching this and just being marveled at how impressive all of that stuff. It is a bit fast, but the movie was a lot longer than I thought it was. Like, the time flew by. And mm-hmm. I, I was just so under, I was so I was so blown away by by what they was trying to do and and make it work. So yeah, um, I absolutely loved it. You know, every frame of paint, painting, the co- central conflict is great, and and the great use of metatext, and of course the standouts of the movie for me was Hobie and Parvatier, right? That was real hard. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. they they stole the show, and it was just absolutely brilliant for for what it is. And yeah, it was just real freaking hard. Uh, but we gotta get into spoilers and what they're talking about, what the central conflict is, and. It has some bad, but not perfect, and I, 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 I'll have to wait. We'll have to wait till next year. But I, I'm hard pressed to think of why this had to be split into two parts, right? In my humble opinion. But we'll see by next year if, if it is justified or not, right? But all right, well, but well, it is still... thing, in, in, in my in my spoiler review, guys, I am going to say why. Because right. I, I think I know why we're doing this. We'll but, find out, yeah. right? But they they make it they make this really work. And as I, I was making a joke with Matthew earlier, it's like, hey, watch now, uh, you know, give have you rather get a paycheck? I mean, regardless how you feel about him, the man he had the, he had the franchise on point. Um, you know, because they do everything way better than anything that the MCU has done with Spider-Man, in my humble opinion. And this is just this is the really really like the apex of just good art and good storytelling and just excellent writing across the board i have i can't think of any problems i had with this over uh, across the board it's just so damn good like the stuff that you had to think of in a grander like the the big adult conversation the the, the discourse conversation that is kind of jumping to this about well the the, the subtext of this character the, the the implication of that and blah, blah 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 um but that's about it i mean i i just thought this was so good though like i had no problems with it um as it is um in that in that direct sense and the direct experience of it absolutely loved it Right. Uh, Shabaka, your spoiler-free thoughts on Into the Sp- Sorry, oops, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, so what I could say, um, I, I met somebody in work Friday, and he's a big anime person, really big. And I told him, here what, you're going to like this movie mostly because of you like anime. And then you're going to get the story into you. So go see it. So that's what I will tell people. The animation is superb. I was just blown away. I wish we had Dolby Cinema in Trinidad because um, I'm hearing that people are, are still captivated by watching it in Dolby Cinema as well. Um, uh, we, we, we could only dream. Huh? Could yeah, only dream. yeah. Um, I love the beginning to the end. I just love everything about that movie. I don't have any major issues. Probably the length time because I don't think it went as fast as some people... Um, spoke about. Um, I think it felt a little too long for me. I think that's the only downside for me. Um, the ending, I know some people so did not really was kind of shocked about it and probably didn't like it, but I liked how it ended. I just love that transition from what was leading up to the ending of, you know what? You thought what was what you were seeing was not happening at the same time. And it led to the ending, shocking revelation. 
And I love that ending. I love all the characters. I love how they're just expanding on the characters as well. The family, Gwen especially, especially that beginning. Um, I heard some people say they didn't like how it's how, how it started in the intro, but I just love how this they just gave Gwen a little more um backstory and everything. And then you just switch to Miles. Um him doing him Miles doing Miles as you would, and then you just switch to another part of Miles, learning more of Miles and his family. And then you just introduce more characters as you go along. Um this is an example of you could have so much um characters um into a movie and still it won't be so um convoluted into it. It's a prime example of a movie where you could do that. Because the pacing and everything was well done. Even though this, the length of the movie to me was the only, only issue. But um, the animation, how they just switched to different parts, it was just blown away. And I think some animator fans will actually pick up, hey, I know this animation, I know this animation, I know this style and everything. Um, so yeah, I would recommend this movie to anyone. Um, to me, this is the best multiverse um, story that has been told in the big screen, even though before Everything Everywhere was my favorite multiverse movie. Right. Uh, we will talk about something with that. Eh? Yeah. I think Patrick yeah. made that joke already, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, just to get this out of the way, of course, the animation, right? Superb, superb, superb. It's stunning. It is amazing. It is breathtaking. It is psychedelic. It's weird. It's bizarre. It is everything... You know, and more, right? You know that 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 we expected from from um from a you know a Spider Verse film, right? What I will say though is that I mean, you know, this just two films into this you know franchise, if you will, right? Well, I get to spoilers. We'll get to that, right? But yeah, um, the ambition level of in this film though yes. just skyrocketed, boy. They, like they, they do you know, all just the, the mere fact to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the mere fact to have certain characters be animated in specific art styles though blew my mind. And I was just there watching all this, right? And you know, this the amazing thing about this movie here, right? Um, but it did way more here than in the last one, right? Is that it's like crazy, right? It's just insanity, right? But it has like, you know, it it it, it has a focus. It has like Right, you know, it's it's creativity and it's bursting out of the seams, but we always make sure that we we, we prevent it from happening. Because if it just bursts out, then it will just be incomprehensible and it'll just be weird for the sake of being weird, right? But we have things in control. We know what it is we're doing. Yes, we throw in a lot of style in your face, but trust me, there's substance in it. There's substance in it, right? And the substance in this film, boy, got to me, boy. Like, like I was surprised at how, you know, just the level, like, in terms of just the characterization and just the intensity these characters go through, right? Um, you know, people were comparing this film, and I'll talk about that later on with spoilers, you know, to, you know, to, to, to classic sequels, right? Like, say, The Empire Strikes Back and The Dark Knight. Yes, right, and I right. wholeheartedly agree. This is yep. literally The Empire Strikes Back and The Dark Knight of the series here, thus far, yep. man. Um, in the sense that it takes everything that you know and love and it just ex- expands it even more though, and gives it even more stakes, right? Um, at first, I was a little iffy in terms of, you know, Gwen's, um, you know, how it starts off with Gwen, that's all I'll say. Uh, but it works in terms of what her conceit is and how it relates to to, um, to Miles as well, right? Um, I love the, the, the fact that we see more of Miles' family, right? I, I felt like the mom was kind of downsided 
you downsize, sorry, in the last film, you see you see more of her here. She has a bigger role here. Same thing I could say for the father as well, right? I think that they switched the voice actress for the mom, Rio, I think her name is. Um, I'm not too sure, but she sounds okay. a little different here, right? But yeah, I, I love the depth that they give her, right? Um, it was typical teenager stuff. Like, you know what? Like, you're growing up and you're not the little boy that I knew and all that kind of stuff. But it works, man. Um, the, the, the stuff involving spider society, that's all I'll say right now, uh, okay. was just mind-blowing. Like, literally mind-blowing, right? And I will confess, right? At first, I was a little iffy. I was a little unclear as to the the real motivation behind the antagonist. Like, it, it, it just didn't click with me at first, right? It's something that is something that is a little unclear for me still. But we'll right, get to right, that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, 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 it's one of those things that you see it happen, right? But you just, they're like, all right, if they just give me a little bit more info, I could understand. Okay? It just kind of right. happens, right? Yeah. You know it's going to happen anyway because I will say this without spoiling anything is how the character looks so you know he's he's going to be intimidating anyway. You know that he is going to be like the villain, right, in the film pretty much, right? But at first, I was just there like, all right, that motivation, but I don't quite get it. But going home now, like I was, I was just thinking about the film. And what I will say is that this is one of those films, like shockingly enough, you had to let it sink and you had to let it process in your brain. You had to let, yeah, yeah, you just had to process everything that you saw, right? All the concentrate, the crazy that you get. And then that's when certain things just sort of click with man. Things sort of make sense, right? I haven't, you know, there's still a lot of things that I, you know flew past me, of course, because this is an um, another thing I'll mention here. This is one who shows that. You know, more viewings, you will see more things, right? Whether it's Easter eggs, whether it's, you know, um, cameos, you will just see these things pop up, right? Um, there's these blink and you miss it, you know, um, text boxes that show up. That's very much like what you would see in a comic book, right? And the way how, how they work is very much like a comic book where somebody will say a word or see some reference to something. And then you'll just say, you know, you'll just see an asterisk. Yep, this is related to this or this is what they mean when they say that, right? right. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit, this is where we're going? This is where we're going. Okay, okay, movie. All right, cool. But yeah, um, but yeah, while I was thinking about this, um, about the events, the show, that's when certain things start to make sense. But I have a feeling if I watch it over again, you'd be like, okay, I get it. No, I, I get it. Still gonna be a little clearer, but I get it, right? But um, again, you know, this is just amazement. You know, this is just spectacular, right? This all the terms you use to describe Spider-Man is the best way you could is the best terms you can use to describe this movie, boy. The ambition is off the roof with this, right? Uh the voice acted, stellar animation. I mentioned before, stellar, right? Um the needle drops. What I will say quickly, um Metro Bloomin had a great soundtrack. I was loving that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um right. Yeah, so so Met- sure. yeah, so there's two soundtracks for this, right? So I listened to the Metro Bloomin soundtrack a few times. I really enjoy it, right? Um, little nitpick. There's no sunflower level songs here. What I mean? Yeah, what I mean? It, 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 it had a what up danger, right? I mean, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like just yeah. that one song that defined the, the soundtrack yeah. and defined the movie. I haven't heard it as yet, but maybe with more listens to the soundtrack, I'll pick up or on next one. Year, right? We're coming out next year. Yeah, we're beyond. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Pebbleton's soundtrack is great for this Breathe. as well too. Yes. Um, it is abrasive. It is loud. It is in your face too. But, but there, it there's works. a great, it there's works. a great thematic element to it as well. It's yes, well especially yes, with yes. a big um, plot thing. It's like, oh right, shit, right. that is the version yeah. of that. Blah so blah blah. The beginning, right. yeah. So I'll say the beginning of the end and the beginning of the end of the film. Like at first, I was like. 
all right, this this music roll older. Like, Danny, what are you doing? Like, like Delibach, bro? I'm like, I can't. I know we watching the Spider-Man movie. Again, but Delibach, though. But I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, nah, this actually works, though, because it, it really does feel like, yes, this is what these characters are really feeling right now. This is what we're going through. This is, like, blood-boiling kind of music, right? Um, and you really see that in the characters of Miles and Gwendo, like, where, where they're put in the story. Um, totally works, right? And just in closing, right, in terms of um, how I felt with the with the ending, right? Because Shabaka, you said you know, um, you know, some people might be disappointed by the ending, right? While I was watching this, right, I was telling, I was, I, I was, my mind kept going back to the whole across the Spider Verse Part One trailer that I saw last year, and in my head, I was telling myself, "Don't, please, no be, no to be continued, no to be continued, no to be continued." Why? Because I was enjoying the show so damn much, though. But really? I was telling myself. At the same time, I know they're going to do it to know. I know they're going to do it. And while that moment in the end was building up, and kept building and building up, I tell myself, don't do it. Don't do it. And then I just see two weeks and was like, ah, oh, God, man, jeez, why? Yeah, and you, and you, that's the thing. Eh? I was only, only when I saw the arc not sorting itself out properly, I was like, oh, yeah, right. It's a part one. So I'm like, okay. I know, well, but I was yeah. like, why? Like, yeah. you, you know? But, and I'll get to this in, in my spoiler section now, I... I, I, I have a feeling I know why we, we get to the sequel out of this trip. It's a right. simple reason, but I would say given the track record of these Spidey movies so far. Well, I have a big sense. I have so a big you have a big kind of meta narrative uh reason for why and it's it's to do with the news and a couple of names like that name is very interesting. Um, calling it beyond the Spider Verse. Hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. I know That's you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So stuff like that. We will find out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Spoiler so time. let's get to spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler territory. You've been warned. E U E U E U. Right. Uh, Shabaka, you can unmute your mic. We go in. We go I in. I am here. We go in headstrong. Right. right? So, so straight up. Straight let, off, so let us be clear. So let us be clear. Earth forty two miles. Get a plus in our Spanish class. Right. Bo- my boy yes. Was, my boy was rolling the R's. Yes. <laughs> the boy was rolling yards. Like, well, would. Um, yeah, I I uh the, the big the big conceit of it and the, the, the twist, the ending when he gets sent to the wrong universe, he thought, Oh, it's the spider's universe, not his own. I like, alright, shit. <laughs> like, okay, would. Yeah, that was that was one of the moments that, that, that right. I had to I had to let process in my brain. Yeah, and like, then when it click it's like oh it, it catch me. It was only, when, it was only when the mother say who is spider man and like, oh shit in the wrong universe. I'm like, oh no. I and love like, that. Yeah. You get catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um a couple other things like okay, so uh I think my, the kind of the weak link ish to the storyline I felt was um even though I like the voice actor, I like the actor a lot, but I, I find Spider-Man 2099 wasn't great for me um, because I find his arc wasn't super clear. Like, I get what he was complaining about, but, like, that wasn't yeah. super clear. But the, 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 the backstory needed great. the backstory needed a bit of clarification right. as, in terms of why he is the way he is. Yeah, um, because it is say... I guess if you remind me, it has something to do with, with his wife being killed. No, but right. Yeah. So it, his, he was his, in his family is killed. He went. He saw another universe where he dies in the alternate world, so he decided to replace himself. And then, right. because okay. he replaces himself, that causes chicanery, all his multiverse of chicanery. But it's unclear if that's the reason. So people are like, okay, so they blame in mind for that or not? Not sure, right? Um, but yeah, the big conceit of it worked because, like, yeah, if it wasn't for Miles, May Parker wouldn't exist, and May Parker is an aberration, right? If you wanna, you wanna argue like that point, right? She's not supposed mm. to be born. She she won't show up because remember he didn't he didn't get the confidence and get, didn't get um Peter B didn't get the confidence and redemption arc from last time to have her exist. 
stuff like right. that, right? Um, Spot. So Spot grows from being a joke villain to being a true dangerous menace. But I get the feeling it's more to do with like his own mind being warped by the power. So like that is why he's getting more and more. You know, yeah, he grows. he grows. He grows. Right. Pretty, pretty power. And yeah, I'm gonna straight up say it. You know, little art history stuff. So that's straight up John Michelle Basquiat, right? Am I the only one? That that's some straight up Basquiat. Uh, well, 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 please explain, please. <laughs> yeah, John Michelle Basquiat is a very popular artist in the '80s. So if you, hmm. when I was watching, when I was watching his um, when he was blinking, especially when he powered up, he was just blinking and bouncing about and and that old stuff. I was like, oh, that looking like some Basquiat, though. Whatever. Um. My standout, Hobie boy. That's my boy there, though. Yes, boy. And I didn't even hard. know going in. That was Daniel Kaluuya. No? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Real hard. Loved it. I, was, I, I love how, you know, like this moment talking about, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, wait, this way, um, you know, just all this talk about, you know, taking yeah. down the, the bureaucracy and, yeah. you know, taking down the man and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? And you had, to, you, um, know, you had to go to the pub to get, you know, with a, a coffee pint to demand them. And like, hey, well, we'll yeah. <laughs> Pregnant Spider Woman. Pregnant Spider Woman. Hard. Yes. Great. Play my McGill. Issa Rae. Yeah. I was like, hey. Yeah, she was great at it. Uh, but, uh, but my boy, Dopinda, as Parfaitir. Uh, yep. She yes. was great. I was loving that journal. Like, that whole Mumbatan thing. Excellent. excellent I, I love that. And the it, backstory, you know, when yeah. you do the typical, uh, okay, I'm just going to say this one more time, you know, right. this is how I became this, is right. this. I was yeah. loving all that. And, and it, um, the moment, the, well, what, the, the moment, sorry, that the habit stitches do was, you know, his girlfriend's dad being, right. being, um, being up, well, you know, a, a policeman or a satch. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a counterpart to the, the counterpart. Gwen's dad now. Yes, yes, dad. yes. Yeah. Is this the change of the venue? Exactly. It's, yes. It's the same, it's just, but so that, that central wow. conceit, the central conflict is great because it's kind of similar to the central conflict of of um, No Way Home, right? Which is the whole they're supposed to turn out like that, right? And 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 Peter in in No Way Home was just saying, yeah, I can't live, I can't go to die, even though that's their quote unquote destiny. And this does a very similar conceit, very similar idea. Um, I'll say another thing is that if you know Rick and Morty, same thing, kind of similar conceits and ideas. I'm like, all right, so it didn't it didn't brand new. As a conceit, but yeah, I find they make it work for white Israel. Um, the central conflict is great, especially with Miles being the one to say, Look, I'm gonna do different because he's really, really a different Spider Man. Um, last little thing, and I'll shut up. Um, Dollar Glover, holy shit, yes, boy. When yeah. I said that, all right, I was like, All right, we, we reach, we reach, yeah, we reach. <laughs> because, because if you think from, about from, the... from homecoming to this, well, no, um, you reach from actually reach. from Arrested Development, I believe, no, a community. I think... From community, community, sorry. Community. Yeah, yeah, from community. When he, when he started uh, yeah, it. He, he, a lot of people say he is the impetus for why you had a... Um, why Miles exists at all um, as a character. And then when, when he show up in, in Homecoming, I was like... Because people wondering if it's exactly the same character. It's unclear if he is. Um, not necessarily true, but it could be. More than likely, I think he yeah, is. It, it could be, it could be. Right, yeah. but I think more likely it is, but we don't know for sure. And yeah, but, it, but it, as I said, the big conceit at the end, then, you know, my, you know, you know, Miles Morales in, the, in, in Earth 42, um, rolling his R's, and what he becomes, and so a lot of people say, well, according to um, to Spider Twenty Nine, to to Miguel, it was supposed to be Peter, but no, I think Miles in that role was supposed to get bitten because they show him in the animation. They show him writing, and he had the same hair, and the spider was there, and it disappeared. So mm. when when Spot was doing his flashback, no, I'm like all right, they're making it work for what it is, and yeah, I, as I say, it just really, really works for what it is. So yeah, that's my last point about it. That's all the little. It had a ton of shit, boy, like the Lego Bat, Lego Spider Man. 
Um, yes, boy. Peter yes. Park's car. They do Peter Park's car, which was funny. I like, oh, yeah, Andrew was there too, right? Andrew Who? Cameo was Andrew Cameo was there too, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yes, was his right. Ca- Gar- right. He, well, he yes. was he, his flashback was there. He wasn't there, there but yeah. Well, yeah. But they, showed, they showed Toby too. Um, in the in the in the flashback thing, but the how yeah. everybody have the uncle had a dead or certain things have to happen. You will kind of and there's a certain Spider Man who wasn't there at all. Well, um, Tom. right, um, Tom, right, Tom. But, but they did they, mm, they had spectacular Spider Man in the dread. Spectacular Spider Man was there. It's like right, what? Yes, boy. It? What I saw like, like yeah. I know you. Were, right, remember that show? Yeah, yeah. But 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 sorry, repeat that. Sorry. No, the only notable Spider Man that was not there was the ninety Spider Man. That that character. I don't think he was there. I don't. I remember seeing him. I, I would have noticed oh, him. Oh no! Because um, they, I was right. also looking out for the MTV Spider-Man. Remember that? I was looking for him too. Yes. I was looking for him too. Me too. Yeah. I was looking for that too, and we didn't get that either. But that's about it. Like whatever. I sure. I sure you could find him in the background somewhere, or some shit like that. So whatever. Uh, because I think you know, I, I only watched this once, but I, you know, my brain was you know picking up all the information as best as I can, and I, I pick up almost everything as I say. Because when I seen people come oh, oh, okay. or talking about stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, right. I saw that. I saw this. I saw that. Yeah. So I didn't. I don't think I had anything I missed per se. But yeah, the central conflict of the canon event thing is I find is the most important part. Because it does that great use of meta text. And Spider-Man and Batman are the two characters that you have to do this with. Where you have a popular franchise that makes money, but also very popular and also repeated itself. And they say, alright, well, like play with the, the formula. And this is what I was saying, um, how they addressed the problem I had with the first one. I felt Miles' arc in the first film was not that strong, in my humble opinion. Or at, or at least I should say, it was somewhat diluted because of all the extra Spider-People. This one, it takes that and flips it and says, no, because of all these extra spider people and him being the new unique one, that's what his arc is of him subverting the whole conceit. And well, especially through um, my boy, my boy um, Spider-Punk, right? Telling him to reject the conceit and whatnot now because Spider-Punk could tell him how to break the force field to tell him to use your palms now. Stuff like that. I love it. I love it. I can't be mad. Yeah. Right, right. Sorry about right. That. So, yeah. so I mean, I mean, no, no, that, that's okay. But I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about, right? So before I forget, right? So him out here. I think the reason why we are having, you know, a third film, you know, beyond the Spider Verse, is I t- for me, I think that this is Sony's attempt, or I should say, another attempt for them to do a how to say, for them to do. Uh, flawless, if you will, or I should say, uh, um, an error-free trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Right. Look remember here, think about it, right? Because remember, they started off strong. That that that. When I talk about them, I talk about Sony and Columbia, right? That's what I talk about, right? Sam Raimi's had, vision, right? Sam Raimi's, right? So they had one and two, and then 2007, one, the third one, kind of shot the bed. It wasn't good, really good, right? Amazing Spider-Man. Which I don't care for at all. Sorry, um, those two films, right? Remember in the last film, in the second film, they were set up this whole sister six thing, and it's like, oh my god, it's gonna happen, man! And look at how it end with 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 um, Spider-Man twirling the um the the um you know the, the the manhole lid, and look at how cool that is. Yeah, we're gonna get a part three, and that never happened, right? But the MCU now came and actually did their own successful trilogy, right? With with um with Tom Holland, right? But it was a collaboration, of course, with, uh, with with Sony as well, too, right? Right. So how I see these films playing out here, and the reason why we haven't beyond the Spider uh, Spider Verse in the first place is that they Sony and well Sony slash Columbia want to have their own, even though it's still under you know it's still licensed under you know Marvel, right? It's still under them, right? But they want to have their own like fully established successful 
Spider-Man trilogy. So this yeah. is their third chance at redemption. Yeah, that's really exactly. what it is. That's how I see it. Well, that. here's it the thing. I, I, I go into speculation time further with that because, okay, so uh, Moon Gill and Devil Dinosaur had a character called, well, the Beyonder. And right. Mm-hmm. I suspect that this Beyond the Spider-Verse stuff might be leading to the MCU and it might be linking it back to the MCU and all of that multiverse chicanery to sort that out. The MCU hasn't done the best job with that, in my humble opinion, right? It's okay, no. but it's not great, right? And so they, they're trying to rehaul all of this stuff to make it work. And well, the big news was there's going to be a live-action Miles, and it's presumably this Miles. So, you know, that's what I feel going on there now. So, that, you know, that's my, my speculation. I don't know if I could be dead wrong, but that's what I feel going on there. We'll see at the end of Beyond the Spider-Verse. And that's what I feel they, they, they split it up now. Again, we'll see how they'll wrap it up with this ending, how they're going on. But I still, in my head, I was like, right, they really need it to have this be in two parts. What are they going to do with this to ramp it, to ramp it up in a certain way now? I don't know. So that's how I feel about that. Right. So as you mentioned, the spot, right? Um, the moment I saw him, I didn't even know he was he was a villain in the show, right? I was like, holy shit. Literally, yeah. last time I saw the spot was in the, the 90s animated 90 series. Cartoon. That's why I thought that's why I thought the 90s cartoon character would come back, you know. Because, like, yeah, that's where right. I'm from now. Yeah, and that was the original, right. that was the original Spider-Verse. That's when that was invented. That yes, was, um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, with with Madame Webb and stuff like that. Yeah, um, John, John Semper Jr. When they was, they was there now. I like, yeah. It's like, good mm-hmm. shit now. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah so I yeah. thought we'd have, um, at least make that appearance. Only you could come back here. We could see him show up here, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you actually get Jason Schwartzman to play the spot. And I thought, like, voice-wise, right. he was so great, right? Yeah. Um, also, I, I didn't even notice till like, later on, the Jamaican store owner, right? right. was actually voiced by Ziggy Marley. Really? Wow. Yeah, nice yeah. Because I saw, I saw Ziggy name. I was like, wait, no, what? Wait, you in the show? You, you, you okay, were with Spider Man. And right. then I remember, oh, no, no, you were the store owner, right? And also yeah. points for incorporating the Jamaican parties. I was like, ah, ha, ha. I see yeah. you, film. I see you, right? Very, very New York of you, right? I love that, right? Right. But yeah, um, they also had a, with him. Uh-huh. They also had a cameo picture of a football player um, from Tottenham Hotspurs. He nice, was the nice. background poster from. Miles' um, roommate? He's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, um, with, 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 on his side of the room, I saw a notice an ASAP Rocky poster. I right. think it's the, the Long Live ASAP album thing. And it's so funny because, yeah, ASAP Rocky show up like twice, I think it is, on, on the soundtrack. So I was like, all right, that, that's cool. That's cool. So similar to like how last time where you, you saw the, the weekend and the Chancey Rapper posters, don't mind. Both artists weren't even on the soundtrack, but whatever, right? But yeah, um, the moment with, with, with Spot, you know, trying to, to break into the ATM and he called it an ATM machine. Like this, the mere yeah. fact that Miles would say, why do people say ATM yeah, machine? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the yeah. machine had me in stitches. I yeah. love that, right? And that is and why I, I love was... that intro. We had yeah, a yeah, different yeah. Gwen and then they went switch to Miles right. and show any funny side. That is why I love how that intro is. We, we so speaking of spot, speaking of spot, who the spot guy is is the bagel guy. And well, we make that joke with um, everything everywhere all at once, right? Uh two universes created by two multiverses created by a bagel, right? Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. But yeah, boy. Um, and well, all right. So let's just to touch the the, the the spot quickly, right? See, I just they watch and like, okay, you just this arbitrary villain, you know, similar to like what we see um with uh the vulture. I'll, I'll talk about him in a bit, right? 
Yeah, um, I just thought he was just there and, you know, he's not going to be the real villain, but he kind of is when you really think about it, right? But where his story progresses from there, they'll catch me completely by surprise. I just thought he was just this goofy guy. And even, like, the whole backstory with him, like, oh, you know, I was working with, um, you know, the Collider thing with Kingpin, and I was the one who brought the, you know, the, the well, you know, the, the, the spider from Earth 42 and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I made you and you made me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. The mere fact that he tripped, fall, and kick himself in the own ass is funny right, to me. Right, yeah. That that it, it catch me like, wait, what? What happened? There, and then when there's you a see great, the there's a great bit in the beginning when the dad was like, he was, like he looked like he was about to jump. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you the camera just cut to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I love those yeah. bits where it's yeah. setting up one thing in one yeah. shot, and then the next he's like, nope, I ain't doing that and shit. Yeah, you do that shit. <laughs> like, that was, it's, it's good bits. It's no, that was hilarious. That was yeah. hilarious. I, I actually like how they incorporate the dad in this too. With, yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, the both parents, really the both cool. parents, make work. Like they have. Oh, and speaking of just the animation stuff. Oh, anybody notices? I don't know if you notice this. The beginning of the movie, right when the movie just start, it had a cough right in the corner. Anybody I saw, that? saw something. I it saw that, but I... it looked like a, like somebody coughed, but it's like a cough on the screen, like one of the the, the anomatopoeia, you know, yeah. comic things now. No, here's the thing. Eh? I was that? wondering. I, I, I saw it, but I thought I thought that it was something with the you know the projector, the screen, or whatever it is now. Okay, but right. I noticed something on the bottom right too, and I was wondering, wait, what is that? Yes, again, so I a think second viewing is is needed. Yeah, a second yes, viewing yes, is yes. needed. Yeah, because, right, I, right, because right. I heard I heard a cough, but here's the thing. So the screen I went to, I went to the very first early screen by Dong by me, right? Uh it had no one in the theater. So when I hear that cough, I was like, well, it had nobody here, so it that, is, that was on the screen. But it sound it sounded real realistic, yeah. And that is like a song, song plays ten or thing. So it's like what? I, I'm not right. going crazy, I, I, yeah, I right? I think I know why they do that, you know. Yeah. It's meant to be, it's meant to represent the audience. We yeah, I was like, all right, they catch me. You know, when the no screen problem. goes black and you wait for the show to start, yeah. somebody's had a cough, right? <laughs> somebody's Somebody had a cough. does, right? <laughs> but that's real cool, though. Like, yeah. I thought, I, I, I just saw it there, like, in the, in the edge of my, um, you know, in my peripheral now. Yeah. But I just thought it was just something with the screen or something like that. I didn't know, but you noticed that. So, holy yeah. shit, right? But yeah, but yeah um, and there's, there's all the art stuff. So, I, as I said, Gwen's stuff in particular was really impressive. That watercolors and using the watercolors yes. as a mood for Gwen and the father and, and when they're together and, you know, when they're angry and when they're further. And they keep changing it. They change yeah, the color. Good, 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 good observation with yeah, the yeah, yeah, stuff. And that, yeah, that stuff yeah, was yeah, you like, saw a change behind yeah, it. Yeah, and then they, 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 should, you know, they switch from teal to blue and then the father in the... In the uh, and then, again, every, every frame is a painting because that shit look amazing. But then all the it other did. stuff, like... um. We call him uh, Spider Punk. He looked like a bunch of magazine cutouts, right? Yes, and yes, yes. And if you know nothing about like how you know punk, the, the punk aesthetic is always shown. Exactly. It's always like those magazine cutout thing. Yeah. I thought that was real cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very. It reminds me a little bit like how the, the the intro for the last couple seasons of um, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, we're right, bringing DC right. to it. Like, yeah. it's, it's like that, right? Um, but just to touch, just just quickly on on the Gwen Stacy stuff, right? So at first I wasn't like you know I didn't expect I was gonna start with her right but you know as Shabaka see it's just that contrast between her like what's going on with her life and uh, Miles that makes a lot of sense right so I like that we actually get more context into you know her friend Peter Diner yeah. because you know in the first right, film it was yeah, just oh are, you yeah. know my he friend was Peter yeah. and he died yeah, right yeah. he's a lizard two right. things one he was lizard and yeah. two it happened in the friggin' prom they're like what yeah. brutal yeah. okay. <laughs> Oh, that that catch me completely by surprise though. But that that reveal that he was the um the the, the um the lizard was great. Um, 
Because, you know, you just did take it, oh, he's just a friend. He's just a friend. Okay, but you didn't know it was like that, right? Um, the Vulture, though, I did not expect. I don't know what style it is, but the way how he yeah, looks the, the like kind of a Renaissance literal one. Renaissance. Yeah, um, yeah, not yeah. a painting, more like a blueprint kind of thing. Like yeah, a, like, like a, a little Vinci kind of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was amazing, though. Yeah. I know that, I, like, I, I was trying to pick up on the accent because I know he wasn't talking pure English. I think he was talking some kind like of Russian Italian. Russian or something. Right, probably something. Yeah, he wasn't talking pure English, and there was. I think there was there was some moments where, um, like I think remember what I mentioned the whole text box things. Yeah, like a character would say something. Um, I think it was around the time when um the the, the Spider Man twenty ninety nine and 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 um Spider Woman as Jessica Drew came up. They mentioned a word. I just see at the bottom right. Oh, this is what that word means. I'm like this again. This is what we do in movie. This yeah, is what we do in uh, okay. All right, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, speaking of that, though, I love how, well, you know, with Spider-Man 20, 2099, um, if you remember from the last film, yes, you saw it by the very end, right? right. You know, the thing is with the end, you just remember the whole Spider-Man point and so scene here's that the thing he was that, in right? it, right? Here's but the there was, that. well, early on, you, you see him, like, talking to this E, and he's talking about, oh, well, right. you know, things have changed in the Spider-Verse. I right. need to investigate that. He's like, uh, do I have to? He's like, right. yes, you need to. I love that. But here's the thing with that, eh? it feels like a totally different character. Like a lot of time passed that just kind of pissing this dude off now. And because he's real bitter Good at point. this point, eh? Like he mm-hmm. feels totally different. Like he jacked now. If you look at him, they look yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, like he's that. way more jacked now. Yeah. Um, some, of those, some of his humor beats fall flat for me. Like it had one beat where the whole, the, 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 where there's the elevator, where there's the coming on slowly. That fall flat for me. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't I like think that was the, I think that's the issue. The second issue probably with this movie probably is the comedy was not. It wasn't yeah. as funny as the first one. Yeah, no, somebody yeah. jokes over. And, yeah. and I think it's yeah. because it is doing so much with so much characters. So, yeah, not everybody's joking a land. But I felt, yeah, you're right with him. Eh, but then again, he is a serious, you know, I don't give a shit type. You know, he's right. not the funny guy, so to right. speak, right? Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, right. But he's because he's the serious person that other people like kind of clung in him about that. Like, you know, so like the computer, even the computer kind of sassy, which funny. Like, you yeah. know, he's like, do the thing. And he's like, what what thing? And he's like, you know, little, they explain the thing. Like, little stuff like that. I like that. I like I like that kind of humor to me. Like, that funny to me, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that kind of humor, too, right? Right. Just to touch briefly on the dynamic between Miles and the, and the parents. I really love that. I love how they delve so much more into it, right? Um, early on with him, with the grades and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, when you meet him with the principal, um, even right down to the party that they have when... Um, right, when that, was, that was Richard Dratch, right? Captain. The principal was Richard Dratch, right? The principal? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yes, really? yes, yes. I've seen it on on, on, um, <laughs> yeah. on Wikipedia. That's it. I, I didn't, like, yeah, that's I didn't recognize her voice. Yeah, that Richard Dratch, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was liking you know the moments with you know the little um, not so much a block party but like this rooftop party that they yeah, had too. Yeah. That, that was really cool, and, and I like how well one thing the show really shines at though is just the the dialogue, like just how natural it feels, you know, like to see way how they talk and it, and like just the quiet moments because I know people this day probably there were some people this day wondering, okay, what are we gonna get to the action, boy? Right. It's just Miles talking to team mom, Jawab, boy. But now I was liking that joke. Yeah, it just it, felt so organic. That conversation with his mom is great. And him? Yeah. That yeah. moment. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That but, but that little, little funny moment, so like with, with um, right, so when he, when he got the B in Spanish, when he announced he got the B in Spanish, and he, like every time he talked back in the mother's house, when he father, like, wow. Like little stuff yeah. like that. That funny. <laughs> um, when she, I think, I, I don't know if I noticed this, but she noticed, like when she snapped, she snapped her fingers and they see a little Puerto Rican flag. <laughs> like about it, like what? That funny though. Okay, like, I, I I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. little things like All that, right. dread, that, that dread, and then they, they make it tick, and then we'll have that comeback full circle with the alternate miles, the alternate twenty-two mm-hmm. one. 
uh, you know, right? Well, you know, it's only motherism now. So like that's why he's speaking Spanish so good this time. Like, ugh. and he look at yeah. different. He look at bigger, and he, he like he jaw, you know, bigger. Like little things like that. Like, like all right, word, but like little things like that. Uh, yeah, go right. ahead. Right. Yeah. Uh, when 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 Miles, or should I say when Gwen meets with Miles, um, you know, it, it it's sweet and whatnot, right? Yeah. But like when I think about it, right? Because at first while I was watching this, it's like all right, it's, it, I I felt it was sort of distracting that they they talking, but they are doing all this elaborate web swinging and all that kind of stuff, right? And it's done so quickly. But I think that it's you know it's it's Gwen more or less not wanting to tell Miles the truth, trying to kind of sidestep certain things like so yeah. it's like oh yeah look at me and we're swinging and we <laughs> sort of like each other. What, but you had... know once you sit down and actually kind of talk now, I'll, I'll actually love you know how you know it's a Spider Man thing right the way how they sit and when you know she... it's it's yeah. alongside that special and... moment. When, when, yeah. I think she like had um she had um a kind of a a torn issue with her. Should she right. tell him or not? What her real motive was, right? Um, well, here's the thing that about that. This is what I like I, about Gwen's story in this movie. Yeah. Hmm. What What do you think about that? Is that I felt like she could have been the one to rebel, but because her dad is so close to the story and what happened to her dad, it did not dress nice. Only until when she found that he died, quit. I was like, oh, yeah, quit. It don't have to be a canon thing. Like, okay, because she thought yeah. her dad was part of the narrative, the canon event kind of thing as well. I like, okay, they yeah. flip it back and make it smart as well. Or also, I feel for my boy Miles when she mentioned. She leave the toothbrush at, at Hobie Place, boy. Like, oh, God, boy, Miles. Yeah, boy. That had to cut deep for you a little bit, boy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? Little things like that. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, I I really like what they did with that arc-wise. Like, who rejected and who didn't. And how Peter B, like, Peter B told him to hold his daughter. That's a really good moment. Because if you think about it, the daughter is not part, supposed to be part of a canon. Right? That's not supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I find it really well worked, Jared. And at the end of this big yeah. conceit of what's supposed to happen and what's not supposed to happen. And right, that... we, we, which is what I want to get into. Yes. Um, well, right now, right? So we'll get to Spider Society now, right? So just just to touch on, on Peter B, right? You know, it was cool seeing him back. I'm glad he have a daughter. Glad, you know, he he, he reconciled with, with Mary Jane, right? Because that's what he set up in the, in the first one, right? At first, I felt he was kind of like a little on the annoyance. I was like, oh, look at my kid, look at my kid, look at my kid, look at my yeah. kid, look at my kid, right? But yeah. you know, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, later on why he is that way. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I especially love like near the end where, um, you know, he has to go to save Miles, right? Which I'll address in the end, right? It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? I have to leave my child behind. He's not going to have this child. He has a prop anymore. And, oh, look at, look at my child. No, he has to leave her back because, yeah, shit get real, right? So, Spider Society. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, yep. like, as you know, if, if you're a Spider-Man fan, boy, is you Rick and Morty in, in Nirvana with this, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Is he Rick and Morty thing? Is he, is he, it's the uh, Rick and Morty, Councilor Kang, Councilor Reeds, maybe the TVA, same thing. We, yeah. Uh, it's one of those because... ideas that that come out a little too late for the show to work as well as it could have. But yeah, it's still pretty good. Like, I, I, because they do, they still do the central conceit very well. But again, if you're, if you're familiar with Evil Morty and his thing, yeah, you see it before. Well, true, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just seeing all these incarnations of Spider-Man, though. Um, you know, of, of course, Spider-Punk is is a standout for me. Yeah, um, I should mention too, you know, before we get to to, to Spider Society, um, you know, um, Spider-Man India, though, he, you know, an absolute standout in the film, though. Just yeah, that entire Papa sequence Theory, yeah. was yeah. was was amazing, right? Yeah, that change um, in sequence, that change in scenery, that's what captivated yes, yes. movie more. Yes, what's, what's, what's about the, that? Uh-huh. They do they do a typical kind of typical dumb joke about like the whole chai tea joke, which how much Indians here that bullshit joke already, or the naan bread joke. But they still had to do it because like look, you, you still had to talk to white people, right? Whatever, <laughs> stuff like that. 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Chai Tea, yeah, the Chai Tea joke chai was, tea. was pretty funny, yeah. right? But yeah, um, I love the set piece now with this building about to collapse and you know all these Spider Man, or I should say Spider Man that that involved trying to to save people. That was that was really cool though. Um, uh, what 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 catch me though was was with um was uh with 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 Spider Man in his um girlfriend's father about to die and he steps in and saves right. him, right? And what I was telling us, what I was thinking, you know, just just me like reflecting on the film now. Uh, you know this whole canon thing that they set up here, right? Now, what you know, because early on in this, you know, he just kind of got bit, and his, you know, like he, he had a fairly normal life, right, before he became Spider-Man, right? But you know, without with that, with this whole canon conceit that they set up here, I feel that you know it was like like clearly like the father, like clearly like you know his his um clearly that man was supposed to die. And that would yeah, make them. That would make him be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain would yeah, mm-hmm. and then he become more serious. Like clearly, that was supposed to happen, but then you know, uh, Miles steps in and saves right. him, right? So that's that's like the first red flag right there, right? So, so back to Spider Society, right? Cameos galore. Seeing yeah. Donald Glover, they was like, holy shit, we doing this. Yeah, um, and it's to the point that you will see incarnations of Spider Man that you probably saw in a comic somewhere. But like I don't know all of them, but like like one that I noticed that where I felt it, it looked familiar to me was well yeah the Spider Man the cowboy the cowboy Spider Man yeah. and, and the horse that also you know have the the same skill sets and whatnot Spider-Man. yeah that looked familiar to me though like yeah. I know I saw that somewhere but I can't remember um, but the highlight for me though is yeah Hobie boy Spider Punk though like yeah. again it's just that anti-establishment you know version of Spider Man though. Um, and it's how they did it. And it's how they did it. Yeah, how they did. Just, just aesthetically. Is he built up to bringing him in? You mean he wasn't seen him before? He was only hearing when speaking about him. And she what, 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 what I liked, what I liked to that is like, okay, they, 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 they get, and they give a good reason as to why he would join a spider society, especially how clearly authoritarian it is, right? Uh he said, look, he, he did to protect his drama. That's a great moment. That's a good little beat, little character beat, hmm. right? And he's kind of like the hand solo of the situation. You know, you have, you have every reason to not trust him. You should yeah. trust him implicitly. He kind of thing. He's, a, he's just the goodest good guy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's this great moment. I, I'm probably gonna butcher the line though, where um uh, Peter B's daughter um you know poops her um you know poops a diaper a diaper there, and you see uh oh that that's her going up against the um the um you know anarchy or something like that the something along that line, dread like like how so you, you had a, you had a great line and... um when is when when the whole was pulling everything together like yeah that's a metaphor for capitalism. Funny. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. That I love is that. very funny. Now, um, yeah. now, is, is, was there um, a reference to everything everywhere all at once in it as well, too? I well, think it's only, somebody... I, I think it's only the bagel thing, like, to be fair. Bagel like, thing. Yeah, it's just the bagel thing. Like, oh, the guy who's the get hit from the bagel is the one who turned out to be spot. Because that was, the, that yeah. was a bit from... In, in yeah, from the first film. Yeah, yeah. Where somebody, away from um, Octavius. Yeah, um, right. yeah with, and you say, grab, grab some bagels, right? Yeah. No, Peter B was grabbing, uh, had the bagels in hand, right. true one. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, so now let's let's talk about the whole main conceit now with um with Spider Man twenty ninety nine, right? You know the whole thing with so so basically what happens is that um he he pretty much accuses uh Miles of just being an um an anomaly, right? You know right. he is he is not a, a pure Spider Man, if you will, right? Right. You know because um the spider from Earth forty two made it to his Earth, so he technically kind of just. You know, he was he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he becomes Spider-Man. Now. So, in you know, in Miguel's eyes, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to be that, right? 
at first I didn't I didn't really quite pick up on uh, on on the why because he was just so angry now. I think it's for me it was just because of how overwhelming that moment was because he was just more or less reading fire and brimstone literally literally on this poor kid like you know you're not supposed to exist and all that kind of stuff right it, right. it was like that right because yeah. only when I thought about it, it was like oh okay that's why he feels that way right so technically like, huh. technically did they purposely let Miles come into them. So they could distract from what was going to happen. That's what I'm wondering. Right. So here's the thing with that. That's right? a good so, question. Yeah, that, that whole thing was kind of unclear to me in terms of well, clearly, like, okay, he do he clearly don't blame Kingpin for the thing because Kingpin kind of started it, right? But did yes. he was he aware of these incursions before? Like, was that happening without Kingpin? Or is just magic stuff in general? And that's why I think it might be tying into the MCU because he mentioned Tom Holland. He's like, Yeah, Doctor Strange and one nine 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 nine. I like, yeah, oh, I, I like that. That was, that was funny. That was yeah. a funny. So, and it's like, wait, so because it's a, a, a big back and forth about whether or not um, the MCU is 616 or 19999. Um, so I'm not sure about that. Again, nerds will sort it out on Reddit or whatever, right? Who cares? Yeah, but, yeah I mean, they have, they have a year to do so before the next film comes right. out, I think. Yeah, right, next right. year, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you know, that that was that was something that I had to think about, you know. But but it it sort of kind of clicks a little bit more now. I think about it, right? But yeah, this this is idea that they are all like their their existence is all influenced by sacrifice, right? So yes, they have to sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. They you know they have to lose you know the people that they love in order to be who they are, right? I could kind of understand from Miguel's perspective, right? But you know, just going back to you know um, Spider-Man India, yeah, he 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 was almost on that road, you know, if his future father-in-law had died, right? Um, but but Miles was already on that path now because he already lost his uncle, right? Which you'll get to, which you'll get to, right? But what they set it up here is that oh, it's not just one death, you know. And that's what catches me by surprise. Okay, just thinking, oh, it's just the one death, right? You know, it's the Uncle Ben, no, it's the Aunt Me, like if you if you remember from um, No Way Home, right? right? Nah, it's deaths, son. Yes. It's deaths. And it's that's an entangled you know, web that if Miles only cuts that web, it destroys everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And and just for, 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 for Miles to say, no, I don't want that to be, the, it can't be this wager. Like, why can't I just be my own Spider-Man? Because technically you guys are your, are your own selves. So why listen to this guy who think that we should all fit this certain mold? Like, that's a really strong team, though. But again, it's something that I had to think about and let process, and that's when it clicked, right? Um, even there, there was a, a little moment that I was a little confused by, because, oh, I should mention, too, the chase scene between between Miles and all the other Spider-Man yeah, is orgasmic. It's, yeah. it's nerdgasmic. That, that's what it is, that nerdgasm of just <laughs> spider people it, 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 on it, 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 screen. It's a spider cat. <laughs> that, that cracked me up. Yes! And I was there wondering, is that a meme? Or yeah. they, they invent this for the show? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Right? But the moment where I was like, all right, all right, guys. I want to say guys. I mean the directors, right? Because they get, get freaking Joaquim Dos Santos, right? The legend to be one of the, the three directors in this, right? Because, yeah, the three directors of the first film are uh, executive producers now, so they get three new people to, to, to uh, replace them. I thought that was really cool, though. So, like, with each film, I, I assume they're going to get new directors to, to handle the, 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 um, the work, right? That was really cool. So here's yeah, the thing though, about that one. Um, uh, were the writers for this one, were they originally writers for The Flash? Is there some kind of link between them and okay. The Flash? Um, uh, which Phil, Flash uh, Lord, Lord and Miller? Are they? No, I don't well, know. Which Flash it up? Yeah, the Flash, flash movie? Like, Yeah. 
No, no, they no Lord, Lord and Miller's with Lego Movie and yeah, right. that's what they with the chance yeah. of meatballs and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So they had no connection to the Flash that was supposed to come out. That they were supposed to be the original writers, and then they left to come and write. Oh, they left that. Say. Okay, okay that probably want, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, I, 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 it sounded kind of familiar. They were probably on that project at one time, but I don't know. Okay, okay, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, right? But yeah, is this is this shot though where it's it's in the trailer? Where they just on on top of a train tread, so it's twenty ninety nine, like just hovering over, like crawling, literally crawling over to to miles, right? And you are seeing like this mound of other spidey people just yeah. crawling towards them. I just watching this day like us, yeah, hot. The team well, that that had to sit down and put all this put together, that together not yes. just sprites on a screen. Eh? Yeah, it's literal characters. I, I will not be into surprised. one shot, you know, into one gigantic mound of I, characters. I, you know, I will not it's be amazing. surprised. I will not be surprised to find out if it if it beats some world record for most rendering something or something like that. Like it had to be that. I because that was insane. Yeah, boy. That was insane. insane. Was that, that's yeah. like like you thought like Akira, like you know the climax. Akira was crazy. See that? Just see that shot alone, Jordan. Tell me that's not the, in- the most insane shit you ever saw in your life, Jordan. But yeah, um, but just just to end the whole spider society thing quickly, right? I do like the moment where um uh, where you have this moment where the, the device that they use to go between wheels is so genius, though, where it's like this mechanical spider and it spins a web around the person. Right. Yeah. So you saw it yeah. when at first I was like, holy shit. I, mean, I, all I never all I, all I is like thought Madame about Web, that, but that is amazing. Oh, oh yeah, all I like is Madame Web stuff. Like it's like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Madame Web shows up at some point. I, I get the feeling they're doing the grander stuff, to be fair. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, all yeah. that yeah. And, and, and I forgot to mention too, um they actually get McGill um Amanda Stenberg. She was spider yes. biting this. I, f- I was like, right. hey! so characters, like okay, I, I don't know, though. but I like I, I, I like I like the fact that we're using Virtual reality in yeah. this in this world. This is this is amazing. Uh, her character, like they, they get a side character for that, so I don't know what they're gonna do with her because I see her show up in the ending too. Uh when 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 um Gwen put put bring it together, she she passed in her um to help out Miles in the end. They're like, okay. But so yeah, that's a that's a, Oh like, she was good. there. Okay, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. even yeah, I didn't even notice that. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Okay, wow, right? Um but again, you know, it's one of those blinking missing moments, right? So Miles is trying to get back home, right, in quotes, right? So I had to I have to thank Metro Boomin's soundtrack for this, right? Because it's one song, right? Where it ends with that clip with the machine saying, um, you know, home signature or whatever it is, right? Dimension signature, I think it's called, right? So the 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 machine itself had to find the home that he is the you know the, the earth that he's from, right? And then it sends him back to where we thought what what you know, the whole audience was thinking was his home, right? Yeah. And that is like Again, just thinking about him away home, I was like, wow, boy. So because the spider that it, bit it him, catch you, it it, catch you, came yeah. from 42, yeah, it, it sent him back to Earth 42. So we all thinking, we all thinking that he is back home, right? And you the know, six, there's a the moment the where he goes 10, to, yeah. To, yeah, yeah, to talk to his, to his mom and all that kind of stuff, right? But like the moment you start seeing like Sin City-esque kind of rain, I was like, yeah, all right, something green off here. Something not off This here. is when it started getting really dark, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you see it, you see because, 2099 with the, ne- you see them by this neon sign and yeah. they're like, all right, shit going to get real now. This but is it, this for me is when shit started to get really dark in this no, but it, The first yeah. hint was where she said, what you do with your hair? They're like, oh shit! Like I didn't think about it, eh? Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. think about it. I did. And then when she say, "Who's Spider Man?" I'm like, oh Who's shit! Spider-Man. That's when I like, catch yes. on to. Yeah, that will catch me. That will catch me, boy. Um, 
Okay, that's, you're just there because you see it early on from when he was back in his normal home. You know, it's like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm Spider-Man, right? And there's a moment where he was about to tell her, he was about to tell his parents, he's Spider-Man. He's like, you know what? Forget. I love that moment. That was and cool, Gwen right? Gwen was right in the actual spot, but I see other universes listening. So you're yes. thinking Gwen was right there actually yeah. listening to them. Yeah, that's what kind of gets you. They do that clever. I forget what, what, what that type of editors, you know, um, Silence of the Lambs do it, where you open the door, where you're thinking, double chip. They catch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's something that, that Nolan likes to play around with, Nolan too, that right? with yeah. time yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get to the big moment, right? The big moment for me, right? Um, the stuff with Gwen and her dad was was great though. I love how real, like it literally felt real in terms of the dialogue, the banter between the two of them. Because it's an argument, right? I, I actually like how the dad is just like, well, yeah, you know what? You don't care because you don't care about me anymore. And, you know, it's how he kind of just reluctantly say, yeah, I, I quit the force, right? And that's why you kind of just see him just there, like, you know, drinking himself, right? Drinking himself the super whiskey, right? But yeah, just the moment where she hugs him and how the color changes in the background with that watercolor style. Yeah, it was white. It was it was lovely, boy. But it's just how she kind of realizes, oh, wait, you know, um, like, like we could kind of choose our own fate or whatever it is like it doesn't have to play out this certain way it doesn't have to be about losses because you know we're spider-man and we have powers right so i i, I like that it, it it flew past me but again when i was thinking about it oh that's what it makes sense right it's now for the big moment right so earth 42 right so prowler return boy well he's not prowler but yeah i know i know yeah. i know but yeah so uncle in this world, yes he is yeah he's he's, he's yeah he's uncle well, um, well, Aaron, Uncle yeah. Aaron, Uncle Aaron, right? Yeah. And he does, they're like, okay, he alive, all right, all right, we're going on, all right. And then there's a moment where they go on top of the roof, right, where, 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 you know, well, you know, the apartment building, right, where in the normal earth that we saw before, you know, they had the, the party, and it's a great scene where, you know, they, they, they cut this mural of Aaron, right? Um, there in normal will, right? Right. Yeah. In this will, you see, father, right? yeah, yeah, you see the father. It's like, oh shit, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, well, uh, right. And then that that's when um that's when Miles gets knocked out, right? So he just there thinking, okay, somebody kind of swoop in to attack Demner, as in Miles and Aaron, right? Right. So I just seen him they like tie up the like like chained up basically to this this punching bag, right? I won't lie though, this this entire moment, boy, that was that was a change. That was a turning point for me, boy. That was that was like you know, people talk about the Empire Strikes back in the Dark Knight and how, you know, you know, you know, comparing shows that are known for their darkness and compared it to this film. I really got that with this moment here, Dread. And it's, where and it's you're what, it's what, Miles tied up. And it's what track they play at Heart of the City, boy. Like eh, eh. Yes, boy. Yeah. For 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 Eron, right? Yeah. For Eron, because if you remember in the first film, right? Yeah, the man, the man knew anything about music, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I should mention, I should mention points for that Rakim song that they play in, yeah. in this movie here. Yeah. Um, it's not on the soundtrack, but it's a bop. It's a classic. I love that song. Um, and it just establishes the Brooklyn. Uh, and like when I heard that, I was like, yes, would we on, right? So it's like how they played Hypnotize in the last film. Right. They still played here, right? So yeah, when they play Heart of the City, I was like, all right, shit going to get real. Ma's going to get like beat to death or something, right? And then, you know, it stops there. And you just when, take, when, he you just bag, when he punch the bag, when he punch the bag, I swear you hit him, though. I swear you yes, hit him, too. Boy. Yeah. I really swear you hit him. And it's just yeah. how they show it, too, with the yeah. wide shot and the exaggerated boom. Yeah. Like, I see that, and my heart dropping, though. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, you might get punched in the face, dog. Shit! Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like that, boy. And did they switch uh, at that moment to Gwen and Maya's family? I'm trying to remember. I think they were switching in between as well. Right, when she was in his room, right, yeah. And she yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, and just how you're cutting back and forth with, with that duel was 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 fantastic, boy, right? But yeah, just where they stop it off with Miles being um chained up to that to that punching bag and well, you know, Gwen now, you know, knowing that she has to go well, basically telling um, you know, Miles' real parents that yeah, I'm gonna see I'm gonna find your son. I, I, I love that moment actually, right? And um, well, just to close now, seeing Pete, well, she go in for Peter B. Parker now, and she actually holds squad with she. So yeah, I noticed, I noticed my boy Spider. No, I was there, right? But I didn't yeah. notice Spider bite there. Like I was just kind of picking up on who was there and whatnot, but I didn't see her in it. So thank, thank you for for mentioning that, right? But the way how the music swells there and how it's literally the same music that he, that we heard from the beginning with um with with. Gwen and her backstory slash meltdown and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it just builds things up to like this fever pitch now. And then I just saw it to be continued. I was like, no, Trent, no, yeah. why? <laughs> like I, I felt it. it, right? I love yeah, it. But compared compared to, to, to Fast X though, where I was laughing when we when we knew that it was gonna be a two um there's yeah, gonna be a two-parter. Right, this one. Uh, felt one, one small thing I felt take away the tension a little bit is to see when Miles' fingers was lighting up on the chain. I like okay, they should have. Oh, yes. should have shot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 it gives up some some sort of hope. hope. You know what I mean? So, nah, nah. Like, without spending a whole year taking at this man, I like, intense. Like just you're not I, sure. I, I, I. Right, but Uncle yeah, Aaron. Because well, 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 actually, you know, people go into this movie thinking that you know the first scene you'll see with Miles is his face like a bloody mess because you know Aaron was beaten up on him on something. Yeah. At least it kind of so, gives yeah, you a, this a, is a, a little sliver, you know. Yeah, a couple, era, couple noticeable things. Last last thing. So no Spider Man, right? Um, the Japanese Spider Man. No I, boy. And I was I was I was looking out for him. Like so I, he, I mentioned to you, Ricardo. You know. So he had to show up for the next one. Uh, definitely. Of course, of pretty course. sure. Yeah. Um, it's a couple things. So it was kind of I I thought this was an inconsistency, but no, it's not. Um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine doesn't have Spider Sense. I thought that was kind of clever. I didn't notice it because, like, wait, we should not be able to dodge that or something like that. Oh, like, no, but I, I didn't think about that. He's no. rely almost all, entirely on technology and this, this kind of stuff, man. But that's his whole narrative, no. Um, uh, oh, uh, Unlimited Spider-Man. No, that was even Spider-Man Unlimited. That character, I think, shows up. So the whole cape. Um, thing, I think so. Because they, so, they talk yeah, about yeah. because they talk about how Spider-Man don't have cape, and it's like, no, Spider-Man Unlimited has a cape. That's a whole thing. Whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I, I honestly forgot about Unlimited, but wow, yeah, yeah, look at that, right? Yeah. You know, it's a whole uh, drama behind why that show exists, by the way, but you'll see. Uh, oh, but, okay, okay. Yeah, you're going to yeah. a weird history. But yeah, um... Right. Yeah, well, okay, well so, that's, that's a wrap-up. We, 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 we're right. going to wrap up now. We're going to wrap up now, right? Um, Shabaka, you was going to say something? Yeah, so about Uncle Aaron. He, he, has, he is the same personality between the two worlds. Well, that's... His yeah. motive, it seems, is the same thing. Yeah. It's just the dimension yeah, yeah, of it, yeah. the direction and, and where... Because he's he, he taking, he, he taking care of the mother, you know, clearly. Give you some money. Yeah. But it's Miles' prowler this time now. Like, all right, I'll see what they're doing. Yeah, that, 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 that was really dope, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, like you know, while I was laughing at, you know, the fact that Fast X was going to be a... was a to be continued, Um, this one, I was just like, yeah, ah, I want to see more, man, because I was enjoying this film so damn much. Eh? But I will lie, for, like, the last half hour of it, I was like, it's gonna be a part two. It's gonna be. A I part think they two. were. It's I think they were. Two. They were making. They, they when they finished made this one, it was much longer than how it was, right. and then yeah. they decided to cut and say no, we can't do a four hours movie. It's not. It's not gonna right. hold. And then they were cut it, and then okay. they say we're gonna add more into that one for the third one. I think this that was right. the plan because I think I was watching an interview with um Haley and she said there was right. up to where she left wherever she was. To do this interview, she said they were still doing um 
some voiceovers. Nice, nice. As I say, as I say, I think I think a big part of the, the master plan is to lead back into the MCU itself. And and the end game mm-hmm. is gonna be one battle world, if you know what that is, and then live action Miles, because Miles is the only person to survive um the ultimate universe. So okay. that is what I feel going on. Is is live action Miles coming into our world, doing the live action stuff, and this gonna lead to that. That's why I think the yeah. That's what I think they're doing. That's my speculation, at least. Right. Well, well, for me, I, I think it makes sense to make this a two-part, though, because, um, again, you know, it, you're just telling so much, though. And I feel like if they if they try to just keep it under two hours, though, they would have to cut a lot of things out. And you could tell that, you know, um, you know, uh, they, they really want to tell a specific story, though. And I, I applaud them for that, right? Um, but I am excited as hell to see what we get in this two one here, boy. Um, and you know, just just lastly, before we get um, before we get to final thoughts, right? Uh, Shabaka, you 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 talking about the time, right? Um, this is currently, if I'm not mistaken, the longest um, animated feature film I would say to come out of Hollywood, right? If I'm not mistaken, because I mean, anime sorry, I anime so. films have have run about the same length, whether it's stuff like say Akira or Princess Mononoke or the stuff like that. They've, they've right. run that whole two hour fifty minute thing, right? But um, I didn't really feel the length. But I would say, like, only the, the 20, um, 20 minutes leading up to the end, I was like, all right, I, I don't think they're going to wrap up this, this, I, this thing I, no, right for, now, you know, but for I, me, I kind of want them to at the same time. No, you know, no, it's me, like that. For me, the time passed because I, when I was sitting down, I watched it out. Somebody called me when I was in theater, and I, was like, and I saw the time on my phone, and I like, oh, shit, it's 5 o'clock already. Wait. So, you know, that, that gets you. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's just a testament to how great this movie is, right? Because it's not just the animation that ropes it in, is the writing, is the dialogue, is the story, is the humor, um, is the characters. It's 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 all that though. And just to get to my final thoughts now, right? Before and and, and final written. Um I really, really, really love this film though. Um do I enjoy it as much as the first film? Or should I say, do I prefer this over the first film? I can't say at the moment. I, I really should rewatch this and then I can make my opinion, right? Because the first film was just such a game changer, you know what I mean? It just did so much things, right? And it just unapologetically dived into comic, into its comic book roots, right? You know, that's why, you know, um, after the whole logo stuff at the very beginning, you notice the last logo that they, that they see is the whole Comics Code Authority, right? Yeah. Which is such a <laughs> yeah. great, um, yeah. you, know, um, you know, indication as to what to expect, right? Whereas essentially it's like, this is a comic book come to life, Jed. I know you've heard the story. Sorry, you heard this 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 um expression told a million times before. But we really mean this shit, Jed. This is literally a comic book come to life, Jed. This is a this is an omnibus. This is a graphic novel. This is a crossover series come to life, Jed. And this is what we're giving you here with this movie, right? So um yeah, they, they just outdid themselves here though. The ambition is mind-blowing to me. That that's really my one takeaway with this though. Like just how they were able to just step things up just uh, spectacularly with this one. From animation to voiceover, uh, to, to, to voice acting, to characters, to stakes, all that is 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 raised, right? It's not a perfect movie, mind you, though, but in terms of this animation. Um, yeah, this this is going to go down as one of the greatest ever made, though. This is one that animators, you know, um, up, up and coming are going to look at and be inspired by, right? Spider-Man fans are going to be, are going to love this. Comic book fans are going to love this, right? Um, 
I can't speak for those who never see Spider-Man or, you know, or never read a comic book or whatever. It's clearly not for them, though. But just the sheer ambition in this, though, is staggering. And and what blows my mind even more now is that this literally comes out not just a year after everything, everywhere, all at once, but the same year where that movie won Best Picture, right? So that's that's a little indication of what we could expect next year at the Oscars. Hopefully, I would love if this movie wins Best Picture. It's right? going to get Sorry, nominated. Best animated feature. It's going to no, get nominated. Not... It's going to get nominated for Best Animated. For of, of, of course. I, though, to of me, course. if the first one win, then this one gonna win. Like I can't see what gonna be this. Yeah, I mean, what what uh, what elemental? I mean, you know what? Huh? Yeah, you know? Twilight. But Twilight yeah. has been. Well, sorry, um, Pixar has been sweet, sweet, sleeping for a while. So whatever. <laughs> boy you know so yeah uh we we've talked long enough about this though and there's so much more to talk about but again this is going off of our first viewings right and this is absolutely one that we will see again and i will say this is absolutely one that you need to see more than once especially on the big screen don't even wait for this thing to come out digitally wait watch it big screen another time and then when it comes out digitally then you can pause back oh that character that character that character right Serita wise, like to decent four and a half out of five by easily one year's best films, the, the best animated feature I've seen so far this year. And this is like what a couple weeks before Elemental come out. Like I just be watch Elemental, be like, look at this. Pixar. You're looking at right. And that's the thing for me. I think any movie gonna come after this, I'm just gonna go in and like Yeah. yeah like no one Pixar. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Trying to warm a heart, your one. <laughs> There's no big anticipation for me for any movie right now. I, 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 you know? I, I hyped myself up for Transformers next week. Well, well this week. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll close with this, right? June is shaping up to be a hell of a month. Yeah, for while, eh? Really, sister, right? Because, like, yeah, literally a few days from us, from us yeah. talking about this. Sorry. Um, literally a few days from us talking about this, we get Transformers, right? Rise of the Beast. But shall so, we go in and see? Yeah, yeah sure. me, me too, me too, me too. But excited. yeah, this is this is absolutely, absolutely worth checking out, though. We, 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 we can't talk about it enough. Uh, Shabaka, your your final thoughts, and um, you can take your while with it. Though. I think um, I've, I still feel like the out of cinema reaction, so I'm still have this euphoria about it. But I think I might want to watch the first one and then watch this one again and then to decide. But for now, this is this is the best Spider-Man movie for me, hmm. honestly. I will give it out of I don't know if you want to rate it out of five, probably a four point eight. 0.7 anywhere around there it it really really um blows my mind watching it in imax and i just wish i could see it in dolby to, to see what is the difference and i was asking my cousins this the states what is what is the take on the difference and they were telling me mm. a little bit about it um the voiceover which i expected to be great um i, I just love how they just went beyond the characters and it just added more and it is added more templates with them um, I, and I will add more that Gwen's story, this little shift with her and her detraction and everything, um, what she has to face as well. This is what I liked about with, with Gwen's story. Um, Miles, I expected that, but there's more to it with Miles that I, I love. And I love the interaction with him and the family. Um, the antagonist, I just liked what it did with him. How it just expanded and it just shocked it into that they didn't expect it to be to be he was going actually gonna be going gonna touch more on him further and darker. Um I know I got a I got a little teaser or spoiler before went in as in it is the Empire Strikes Back. I got that essence of it. So I was going into the cinema thinking it's gonna be dark. And um so I was waiting for that moment. So it didn't really hamper me that much 
in the ending when that moment struck me to see, oh, this is what they were talking about. It just, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like, wow, I got a shocker. And I was like, yes. And I loved everything about it. Um, I think there was one sad thing that I would, I don't know if to, to say that. I did, that, that was the, the mom's responsibility. I guess she did, she, she knew what she was doing. It was a boy and I guess the next, not too far from me. And probably 10 minutes before the ending, she picked up her kids and left. So I don't know what was the reason why. I guess it's personal reasons, but I guess, hmm. I she, don't know. She, she couldn't handle it, boy. I don't know. The children are looking a little restless, though. That's that's you need okay, to take okay. about it. It looked like that. Yeah. But um, so probably there's a little too adult themed for certain children, even though it's Spider Man and it's Miles Morales and it's and what the face is 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 African American is Latin is gonna garner that more with with a lot of um people worldwide. Um, but I think it's a little too adult themed for some people. That's what I would tell people. But besides that, it's a spectacular movie, and I don't know what to if I'm gonna get that same aura feeling for anything else that come out this year again. Probably um, Martin Scorsese's movie, probably because of the oh, dynamic yeah, yeah, yeah. with I'm Martin. Really, really excited and for that, yeah. Martin and Leo. Probably that's the only reason. And right. I'm a Nolan. Oppenheimer, though. And I'm, I'm, I'm a Nolan Knight, so right, I'm going. Right. I, I know what to expect from Nolan Knight. I'm going to go in cinema, and then the team is time. So I'm going to sit down there. I'm going to watch a movie about time. That's basically what, what to me, that's what it is going to be about. And I'm going to watch it in IMAX, of course. But um, I don't think there's any movie that's going to actually going to catch me, catch me. Probably um, DC's um, Beetle, Blue Beetle. Oh, oh I, I thought you guys see The Flash, though. No, nah, right, nah, nah. Blue, Blue Beetle. Blue, Blue, uh, okay. might, be a, sure. might be a surprise. Who knows? But I don't think there's anything. Flash is not going to um, surprise me. I don't think it's going to surprise me. I think I've seen enough. I don't think it's going to surprise me because mm. this talk about the best move, best best comic book movie ever, and I'm falling for that. But what they said about this is exactly what they said it is, and that's why I liked liked it a lot. Ricardo, your your final thoughts on it? Not since Infinity War have I come out of a theater with this much hype for something. Um, you know, oh boy. It, it was it is it is up there. Um, this was so goddamn amazing for me. Um, as I said, I love the meta text of it, especially with with Spider Man. Spider Man is a perfect like thing to do this with. And yeah, Lord and Miller, they they masters of meta. They know what they're doing. They nail it absolutely, nail it with a lot of this. The subtext of the whole conceit and what's going on there is really interesting as well. You know, it being Miles and him and and on what they're doing with all of that. What they're doing with um, just just everything. Just again, the art style, art variations everything that has come across the board uh yeah written i something like a 9.5 you know around there um closer to a 9 than a 10 to be fair but uh, mostly because it's just little nitpick things and little issues with the plot here there that i had little issues with. like i felt miles could have figured out this a little earlier and blah blah blah, blah. nitpick bullshit that the adult back of my brain you need to be stifled with a pillow right um because they're ruining the fun uh that just, this was just so excellent for me across the board. And it, it in a sense, it retroactively kind of addressed some of my problems I have with the first film, right? And and it just takes that and spins it and pivots into making just a, a really stronger narrative for this film, in my humble opinion. That's why I felt I didn't love the first film. I still don't love it all as much as, as other people do. And, and this con- recontextualizes that film and makes it makes that film stronger in in um after after the fact. Uh, yeah, 
like a 9.5, you know, as I said, right? Nine, you know, 9.5 around that. So. All right. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, in closing, well, you know, Shabaka, thank you so much for, for, for coming through. Um, yeah, really nice appreciate one. that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? Well, stuff to look forward to before we part ways. Um, well, of course, you know, Transformers Rise of the Beast coming out this week. I have a ticket already, though. Have a ticket already. This man have a ticket already. I mean, I mean, right? Uh, following week, we have The Flash and Elemental. Right. I will check out both for sure, but I mean, The Flash is is, is a definite do. Uh, Shabaka, you said you saw um, Across the Spider-Verse in, in IMAX. I envy you right now. Uh, yeah, because I really wanted to see it there, but didn't get the time, right? But I have a feeling I'm, I'm, I, I could see myself watching Flash in, in IMAX. If there's one movie, like one new release or upcoming release I could see myself watching in IMAX, it's that one for sure. I'll go there with high hopes for that one, right? Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Not hype for them. You can tell. Hmm. Uh, but I'll still see it, you know, because <sighs> Har- Har- Harry Ford, okay, right? Um, Oppenheimer and Barbie. IMAX for me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I max yeah. for sure, you know, because yeah. it's Nolan, right? You know, um, even though I didn't see Tenet in, in IMAX, I should have. Uh, but no, cinemas are closed. That's why yeah. I didn't. I did. But yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, Oppenheimer is 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 um is in IMAX. Um, I, I just saw that just the other day. It, it's rated R. Well, I mean, look 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 at the look at the premise for God's sake. Do you really think like kids can sit down and watch? You know, I that? no. Don't know what Nolan. He just have this. Thing about him, he, he is taking the IMAX um, weeks away from Mission Impossible, and plus put an R rated on it, and expects it to be good. And they have the confidence in him to allow that to happen. No one just yeah, knows yeah, what yeah. he does. Yeah, and and what is primarily going to be a drama? Because I don't think there's going to be some kind of big thriller with a set of action or anything like that. It's just going to be like this drama and it's an IMAX and you're gonna see it. We're all gonna see it anyway because Nolan, that's why, right? Um Bobby, I am excited for, but that's not gonna right. be the IMAX, right? I don't know. But it's a no film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so long story short, um this is already shaping up to be a great summer in terms of um you know movie going. And yeah, to to take it actually kicks off with you know across the spider verse, right? You Mission can say impossible. Classic. For me, it's it's across the spider verse, right? And of course, you know, if you listen to this, uh, feel free to let us know uh, what were your what 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 were your takeaways, sorry, from across the spider verse. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you, do you think it's better than the first one? You know, so yeah, feel free to comment and, and let me know. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This was Matthew Bailey and Shabaka Budu. Thanks again for coming through. Yep. Good evening, everyone. Right? Ricardo Medina, task for coming true. No problem, no problem, brother. And this has been another episode of BBB Radio. So, till the next one, take care. Stay safe in and out. Peace.